All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing uh, Embers of the Imperium uh, Genesis System. It is a, a new setting that just uh, was dropped within the last couple of months by Edge Studios. Uh, Genesis has been around for a while, so if you've ever played any of the Edge of the Empire type games, very similar system, or if you've played Shadow of the Beanstalk, uh, same systems. Uh, but we are we are doing this space opera version. Uh, it's based off a long-running board game, uh, and if you're unfamiliar with the board game, Things like Mass Effect, stuff like that. Very similar things. Uh, we ended last session, because uh, we're going to do three sessions of this. So we ended our first session, a little bit of tech problems. So we're going to pick up in the middle of a combat, which is always fun. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we do some intros? Uh, so each each of you can tell us a little about your character, who they are, species, that kind of thing. Whatever it is you feel like sharing is cool with me. Uh, and then we'll get started. So Aaron, why don't you lead us off and tell us about Krieg? Krieg Mannix is a, is a Letnev, and his career is covert infiltrator, but really what you should be thinking is grifter and thief. Um, he much prefers to talk his way out of problems than fight his way out of problems, and if he does have to fight his way out of problems, he wants to have enough respect for his opponent to stick the knife directly into his ribs. So he's not big on sitting in the back and shooting at somebody. Very nice. And uh, Letnev's from the barony of letnev traditionally like the kind of bluish grayish uh skinned uh, humanoids is sort of uh, what we're dealing with uh next up ashley tell us about sa alhena or however you pronounce it ashley we can't hear you you need to you need to speak up you're, you're very quiet hello yeah. there we go uh so sa alena she is our cowboy of the group i guess is a really great way to describe her um she is just gas in a suit uh she likes to collect uh audio files and clips from like old content she really prefers westerns but she also likes 2000s pop um so it's really interesting when she's pulling from that and she's talking to you sometimes it gets yeah. really weird um, yeah you're a crease uh which is sometimes known as a ghost uh yes. like you are like you said you're literally you're 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 in an energy cloud or so to speak and the only time you can ever really take sort of physical corporeal form is if you're in these suits uh yes. so that is the crease uh they're very enigmatic there's still folks that don't really know a whole lot about them a lot of people are very they're unsettled creepy by them. to people yeah yeah, yeah. Which, uh but i def i definitely think your your cowboy approach is probably gonna put people at ease you know totally there it's <laughs> so normal and like who doesn't love a good cowboy yeah, yeah, ghost. That's, at least a, that's what she yeah. thinks. Ghost know? in a suit with a you know a cowboy aesthetic and a and a six shooter on their side can't and, possibly. But sometimes they sound like <laughs> those yeah. broken voice box toys from mm -hmm. children's. Yep. <laughs> totally not yeah. nightmare inducing. Weren't you gonna try to get a voice modulation thing for this? <laughs> you try to that would funny. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ashley didn't commit to it. Unlike Stephen, who committed to painting himself in his clothes, yes. green, uh, for the stream. And his so, dog. And his dog, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, this isn't the only Nico. game I've painted myself for. Uh, I believe that. Nico is an Israel orbital drop soldier. I am a little green man with a very large gun. My skin can change color, so I try to show off as much skin as possible. I am currently wearing my winter loincloth, which is just like my normal loincloth, but with a fur trim. And I have a bright purple fanny pack to hold all my stuff. Fantastic. Uh, okay. 
And uh, you're currently cowering like a very brave, tiny little green man uh, behind a large ATV vehicle inside of your cargo bay. Uh, but I do think you took at least one out uh, as in the fight. I think you took it. Yeah, possibly, I think so. Possibly two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we've got the uh, the the oldest of the group. Probably we got Koisis. Go ahead, Evan. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Koi. Koi is an ancient extra, which is like a turtle person. She's like I said last week on the edge of dying every day she wakes up, but she's happy with her life. She's been a shepherd her whole life protecting people and had different flocks her whole life, and this is her newest. And, you know, one day if she doesn't wake up, she's okay with that. Very nice. Uh, yeah, Shepherd is one of the careers uh, in the in members of the Imperium, uh, very much like a bodyguard protector for sure. Uh, and uh, last we saw of, of Koi, she was running out to try to help protect Sa, who was uh, getting into a firefight all by herself. Uh, and then finally, uh, we've got uh, we got Melissa playing Pira Loca. Tell us about Piri, Melissa. Uh, yeah, hi, I am Piri Loca on Junok Orak. So the uh, Shakrai have very long names. Uh, that depends on, gives kind of homage to who trains them and kind of uh, important experiences in their lives. Uh, so she was trained by Junok, and her an important experience for her was this... Um, lonely vigil that required patience and independence so shakrai are bird people um, and she is a trail stalker so by training she is actually a mountain climber face climber crack climber okay fantastic and uh if memory serves you temporarily climbed on the back of koi at some point and then koi left to protect someone else and i think was there a slide did we do a sled thing didn't, didn't someone ride like koi like a sled at one point Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Totally. That, that... We totally did not attempt to break her spine yeah. uh, by riding her like a sled down a mountain. This is this is probably what Evan means by Koi. Like every, any day could be her last because around these people, it seems more likely to, to yes. be so. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Piri was definitely like set up with the gun on Koi's shell, kind of shooting over the shoulder, and then Koi mm -hmm. was like, oh, "I don't know where Sal is. I'm gonna go that way." And so yeah. <laughs> there's Piri just standing there with the gun. All right, so uh, quick summary, then we'll get started. Uh, so you all are, are members of the Kellaris, who is a, you're a special operative group. You work for the Galactic Council. You're, you're still young in terms of your organization's history, only about five years old. It's not in particularly respected across the galaxy just yet. Uh, but you have been escorting a science team off to the Morgallon Cluster, which is kind of an outer cluster in the galaxy, uh, when a distress call that was referencing an ancient Mahawk empire, this old, old, old empire from long, long ago, uh, diverted your uh, your crew uh, of the, the ship, the Bounty, uh, so good luck on what's going to happen eventually there, uh, to the icy planet of Bereg. Uh, there, uh, you, uh, you kind of figured, like, the, the source of the call seemed to be a, a, what's called a Lodinium mine, but when you were trying to meet with the mine's overseer, uh, a series of explosions uh, nearly trapped you beneath the mountain as many of the uh, the mining tunnels started to collapse. Uh, at a rescue camp, after things kind of settled a bit, uh, you did manage to finally meet with Overseer Duquette, uh, and she informed you all that her company never set a distress sent a distress call. Had no idea what you were talking about. Uh, one of the indentured workers there showed, I think it was Sal uh, Sal Alhena. Uh, a unexploded device that they had discovered hidden in one of the mining tunnels uh, that they were planning to use to kind of escape their indentured servitude. Uh, and then at that point, you decided you're going to return to your your bounty to kind of figure out what the hell's going on. 
Uh, but when you got there, you uh, some things were kind of strange at the site. Uh, you can see that your the bounty's cargo bay was wide open. Uh, there was a modified escort fighter that had landed nearby. Uh, from the exterior, you also noticed that there was some damage to the, your communications array, and no one from the ship, uh, from the science team, was responding to your hails. Uh, you also noticed that there was a section of the ship that would normally house the engine core, seemed to have suffered damage, but likely from the inside. Uh, you also found the body of an unknown intruder that had been torn or bitten in half and left at the base of the loading ramp that went into your cargo bay, and there were bestial tracks that were sort of left in the snow, looking like they were climbing up that loading bay at a certain point. Uh, most of you went inside, uh, into, into the cargo bay. Saw so you went uh, and investigated the escort fighter. You found the barely living body of a, uh, of a feline Roka named Sash, uh, who is a symbiotic partner uh, to the Naz Ritz. So the Naz Roka are, are symbiotic species. Uh, and it would be very odd for the two of them not to be next to each other almost at all times. But you didn't find uh, didn't find Rit. Uh, you, uh, you you tried to give some medical attention and such. Uh, but as you were doing so, you were attacked. Uh, and uh, inside, as you guys were looking around a bit, you also were attacked by a group of intruders. They had these uh, these kind of cloaks and coverings on these strange masks that were either cybernetics or, or, or just some kind of helmet maybe for breathing apparatus. Uh, and uh, yeah, gunfire ensued. Uh, you took a few out on the inside. Koi raced to try to help Sa. And uh, that's where we're going to pick up. So uh, it is, in terms of the turn order, Sa, it's your turn. Uh, most recently, you had just dove for cover with your maneuver. Uh, and you spent a story point to do so to kind of create this cover on the ground. Uh, this figure that was shooting at you while you were tending to Sash is now trying to get to their ship. You see they've been firing and moving, firing and moving. Uh, and you are now hunkered down partially behind this cover. Uh, and you have your action. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to shoot it, please. Okay. Uh, you're going to, you're going to need to add one excuse me, you're going to add two setback die to your attack, one because they actually have a ranged defense of one, and one because of just the uh, the conditions out here. They're pretty intense. Those, so are, those are the black ones, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm just going to rip it as is, and we'll see what I get. Absolutely. Okay. So I did fail. Yeah. Not only did you fail, there's nothing going on. Uh, yeah. There's no advantages, <laughs> no threats. A very boring roll. You ripped it. Wow. <laughs> Everything so, cancels each other out. So, uh, Saw made this amazing dive underneath this cover that's here, and she's got her gun, and she just kind of... I, I didn't open my thing, but anyways. Uh, 11. Okay. Rootin' tootin'! And she just leans back and shoots, and <laughs> nothing happens. Her gun jams, and she pulls it back, okay. and she's like, these regular bullets don't do nothing. <laughs> and, uh... Okay. All right, so <laughs> in the cold, you shout all these things out, three or four months later, maybe the target hears it, maybe they don't, but whatever they do, they continue moving un undisturbed by your attack. At least uh, Koi hears it. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> might make Koi turn around and run back inside. What am I doing with my life? Uh, okay. Uh, next up, uh, we're going to move back inside the cargo bay. Again, there's two levels. There's the catwalk through which you saw a second level entranceway. 
a group of these masked figures was running through you. Uh, I think it was both Puri and Nico both took one out. Uh, one of them uh, still, I think one of them still remains. Just sort of peel back curtain. These are this is a minion group, basically. So they're treated as as a you know as a group. Uh, and so they're going to go next. Um, Nico has taken cover, uh, so he doesn't seem like a particularly intelligent person to attack. So I'm going to 50-50 it between Krieg and Puri to see which one this fires on. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be Puri. Makes uh, sense. Puri, Puri, do you have any ranged defense? Do I have any ranged defense? Uh, I still don't encourage sheet. believe that I do. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, they're going to shoot down at you uh, from the second level. Uh, I do not. They, uh, yeah. So they have a, a pistol in hand. So they rest it. The bear, they kind of rest their arm somewhat and they kind of point down at you. They have a, a little bit of height on you. Um, and they're going to fire down. Uh, here we go. I don't have anything fancy to do. So we'll just rip it, as the kids say. I don't know if that's what the kids say, uh, but fails. Uh, Seems like people down. should not be saying that. Yeah, really should. <laughs> really should. Uh, fires down. Seems to be a cursed phrase as he also fails. Uh, and so you just see you see the shot pistol. Now, these are actual physical bullets. And so you just hear that ping, 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 as they bounce off uh, the exterior armor of the Rambler uh, off the floor, off the wall. It just fires, just shooting blanks every which way. Uh, all right. Then we go to the final round, the final slot, which is going to be Krieg because he's the only one who hasn't gone yet. All right, Krieg. So Krieg stands up looks right up at the guy. His collapsible blade comes out. He rolls it around his wrist. And he points it right up at him. He's like, Oil, what do you think I'm doing? Look, all of your friends are dead. There's just us. You got no chance here. You need to surrender. Come down here. Explain to us what's going on, or you're going to join your friends there taking a permanent nap. So surrender, and uh, and let's be civilized about this. Okay. Oh, geez. Will he be civilized about this? Um, no. You can, if you want, uh, you can make a check here. Um, yeah, coercion, maybe, and negotiation, sure. whatever you prefer. One of those two probably sounds. I prefer coercion. Yeah, that's fine. You are pointing a knife at him or a big blade at him. Okay, I got yeah. yeah, go ahead. This up um, real quick. Yeah, it's good, dude. Just trying to remind myself what all of the little that's threat. Yeah, there's uh lots of little things to do here. Okay. Um four successes to advantage. Okay. Uh, anything in particular you want to do with those advantages, you can kind of pass them forward. There's, I mean, there's the, the handout sheet and stuff. But if there's something you wanted to trigger, something you wanted to do, uh, just say uh, so. Yeah, I will pass the advantages forward. Okay. Um, all right. You, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you this. They're not going to, they're definitely not going to uh, just up and surrender. What they will do, however, is you see them reach up to where their mask is, uh, where that, that mechanics, the, like the mechanical devices, you can see their eyes are lit up. 
Some of you might even be wearing rebreathers. Some of you might not. Um, and he pulls back. And you can see a face that is just marred by horrible scars. You can see that there's these bits of metal, like cybernetic replacements. You realize that it's like one of the eyes has been replaced. Part of the part of the forehead has been. You can see tears in the neck here and there, some of which is just uh, flesh scarring. He's, he's quite hideous, in fact. Uh, and he looks down at you now with the mask off, but some certain cybernetics. And he looks at you and then down at the at the bodies that you are referencing. And he says, those that died are sacrifices. Their flesh will placate the horde and we will be thusly rewarded. And, uh, and then he takes the gun and just kind of points it up right at his, uh, right at his chin and pulls the trigger. Uh, and you see his face explodes he collapses over the railing and falls down uh, over top of you. So uh, four successes was uh, was enough to take out the last of this minion group, uh, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't going to go quietly, and he wasn't going to be taken prisoner. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I wasn't expecting that, but you know, kudos. He's got a <laughs> moxie. <laughs> All right, new round. Uh, there are. Let's see, I'm gonna remove. Uh, let's see. There are so the, the first initiative slot is uh, going to be claimed by the one on the outside. Uh, so the one that's out there by Saw and by Koi, they're going to go ahead and claim that. Um. Okay, they're going to take a shot at Saw and then try with their maneuver to climb up into the cockpit uh, of the of this fighter here. Um, and I gave you cover. I'm trying to remember what, um, because cover basically gives you defense is effectively what it is. And like, doesn't necessarily stack with armor. Do you have any armor saw on no you? No armor. Okay. So we'll, we'll say it's going to effectively, uh, give you, uh, give you an extra, some defense. So I'm going to add some setback die to him. Since you spent a story okay. point, I'll say two. So he's going to fire at you. I'm going to add two setback die oh, i totally forgot to difficulty of it all right he's gonna fire a pistol at you uh i'm gonna add two setback die and roll away okay uh even with the cover uh he still manages oh, to get the shot off uh, and you can see that as the shots start ringing through the the ice pack that you're kind of standing by, this chunk of ice, it starts to rip apart as he fires multiple shots, one after the other. And mm -hmm. you can see these beams start firing out, uh, melting and carving away some of the ice. And then finally, when it gets through the cover, it just carves through you. Uh, so that's going to be six points of damage. Uh, so do you have any soak? Uh, Check no your soak. sheet. Or four. You do. You have four, four soak? soak. Okay, yeah. so take two, two, take two wounds. Okay, so I'm at four wounds. Okay, no, you're good to go. Two wounds is fine. Uh, so, so four, four wounds total is fine. And then he's going to climb up into the cockpit. Can't. It's not going to start it up or anything like that. But he's climbing up into the cockpit of the of the ship currently. Um, just making sure there's nothing else I can trigger because I only got the one advantage, which doesn't really 
do much here. Um, yeah, there's really not a whole lot I can do with one. I'll add a boost die to the next allied character. This next al his next allied character, which is just probably <laughs> okay. going to be him. Uh, all right, so that is the end of the intruder's turn. Who wants to pick up? There we have four PC slots. Actually, we have all of you in a row since the other one died on the inside. So who would like to pick up the first of the of the PC slots? Uh, Koi can go and chase him down. Okay. So Koi will start continue the sprint and will kind of as she's, you know, her large form starts breaking through the snow, she'll look over at Saw and be like. You should probably get inside. You're going to die out here. Let Big Mama handle this. And then she continues. So I'm going to spend um, two more tr uh, strain to do double move, essentially, okay. and try to see if I can find him, get where he, you know, where he is, and kind of stop him from at least starting the ship. I'll say by, with... By some time. With, like, if you're spending the strain to get a second maneuver, you can get right up next because the first of your maneuvers will basically get you to saw. The second maneuver will get you to the ship uh, movement. And then you still have your action uh, if there's something that you want to try to do. If you want to try to rip them out, if you're trying to want to attack, whatever it is you want to do here. Uh, um, yeah, I don't mind attacking him because my weapon would just knock him unconscious anyways. Well, it's not stunned, so I guess it wouldn't, but... And you get a boost dice from the advantage as I push forward if you want to take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll attack. I'm just trying to get him, like, distracted from what he's trying to do, which is clearly leave. Um, okay. So I'm just going to try and bias around a time on his next turn. Um, okay, so this is going to be... So he's got one melee defense, um, and also he actually has the ability Adversary 1, which I forgot to tell Ashley about. With This increases difficulty of combat checks against it by one, which means three purple die and one black die is basically what you're going to be running up against here. Okay. So an extra purple mm -hmm. and, and add a black. black. And, and then, then I get, get two the... blue. Exactly. Okay. Alright, yeah, she pulls out her deflector buckler and just tries to jam him into the wall and kind of pin him there. Okay. Nice. Uh, <laughs> two successes, seven damage. Uh, does have soak, but not seven soak. Uh, so wow. it's still going to end up taking a good chunk of damage. Uh, you don't have enough advantage. You don't have any advantages to trigger the critical. Uh, but yeah, you uh, you reach in, you start bat. What does your what does your weapon look like? It's like a like energy buckler that's against the side of her arm that she just bashes him into the wall. Does he the when I when Koi bashes him, does she see like any melee weapon on him, or is it just like the pistol that he was wielding? They do have a blade, uh, actually. Uh, you can see the the hilt of it sticking up. They've kind of moved it to the side so they can sit in the cockpit, but you can see that the hilt of it sticking up from uh, from where it's held on the uh, on their on their waist. Um, okay, and then the last thing I'll do, I can do for free, I'll trigger my defensive stance, and I get just for one strain, I get one melee defense dice. Okay, very nice. Okay, so that is Koi's turn. Uh, took some damage. Uh, all right, so then, all right, so that was Koi. Uh, next, we have another PC slot. Who wants to go next? Have we heard what's going on outside? 
I would say like it would make this, sense first. I, at this point, I think you would probably know about it, especially since what's happened inside has started to resolve itself. You saw Koi run out. So Koi, you're, you know that Koi at the very least heard something. So yeah, I would say, you know, there's something going on down and going down inside. Okay. Well, then Nico would uh, spend the strain to do two maneuvers to go as okay. quickly as he can. Um, and I don't know exactly how close that would get me, but I'd assume it still takes a little bit more time, right? Yeah, so I think if I recall correctly with Koi, we made it so that Koi got within medium range of Sa, which is still some distance from the from the fighter itself. And the visibility is pretty bad out here, uh, but it would probably put you at something like long range uh, from the uh, from the fighter itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, my rifle is medium range, so I'll just be good with that with moving twice. Okay, sounds good. Uh, if that's the case, if you're, if you end up not doing anything, you can just save yourself the strain and just say your, your second, your action was to, to move okay. some more. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was. Would I be able Nico, to get in right? range in, uh, one movement or would it be two? Yeah. You can spend your maneuver, which will get you right up next to the cockpit, uh, and right next to Koi as well. You can get right up there. Uh, you're not as, I would say, saw you're not as, uh, as large though. You're not as tall because Koi and the Extra are specifically bigger creatures. Uh, I believe they are Silhouette 1. I think they're a little bit bigger. Am I wrong? Is that right? No. Someone uh, here is don't know. I don't want to try and get up there and attack. I want to try and get under it and rip open a panel and like start messing with the wires. Okay. Yeah. You want to try to do some sort of sabotage stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, so if I could do like a mechanic roll or something to try and disable it. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. So you move up. Um, roll, yeah, roll your mechanics test. Um, difficulty to take a setback die again. Visibility is pretty rough. Uh, so take okay. the setback die for the visibility. Uh, and yeah, roll up. Could I, would, do we have any advantage I can add? No, I didn't roll any on the last time. Okay, I'm going to take one. And it's still three it's purple in instead of two for adversary? Uh, well, this isn't technically against him. This is against the oh, ship. Okay. So uh, I think just normal two is fine. One success, uh, okay. one advantage. One success, one advantage. So you do manage to... So if you get up there, you notice that the... Um, like as you get up, it's more. Pro it's less probably about the engine-wise, but you see like there's landing struts. And so you get up there and you can probably do some sort of damage to the landing strut where the, the fighter is kind of resting. Uh, and in doing so, it's it's going to make... It not necessarily impossible to take off, but it's going to be very difficult for them to take off. And you can see that part of the, the ship is now kind of tipped down towards the nose of the nose of the the fighter. Um, you have one advantage as well. Uh, I'm trying to remember if one what one does. You can give it to the you can give a you can recover one strain if you've if you've uh, got any strain. You can give a or you can give a, a blue die to the next person to make a check. I'm to do next ally. the the blue die to the next uh, ally. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, so Saw, you're done. Koi and Nico, you're done. Who would like to go next? Freak, your words, they're so dangerous. They're so dangerous. I'm so glad you're on <laughs> our side. They're, my goodness. We we should we should go and see, check on the rest of the crew, right? I, I would say, by all means, I, I definitely think you should go ahead and run right out there. You're, you're, you're coming behind me, right? Right, to me, to me. To me, to me. A absolutely. Don't look back. I'm going to look back and make sure you're behind me. 
Okay. <laughs> so uh, Peary wants to get up to the catwalk where they were coming out of and Okay. You want to, yeah, that's fine. There's there's definitely ladders you can climb up if you're going up to the second level. Uh, when you look through the second, like the that second hallway, you can see there's there's two bodies up here. One body, you know, obviously fell down to the same level that you and Krieg were just on. You look down the hallway, you don't see any more coming. You just see your ship. You definitely see that there's been some firefights that have been going on here and there. But otherwise, it's a, it looks like a fairly empty hallway. You do know, I would say, because you're familiar with the ship, that this catwalk kind of extends a ways and there's eventually a, a sealed door that will lead into the engine core to the upper level of the engine core area. So that's where this will take you. Okay. All and right. Mechanically, Erin, um, I do have heightened awareness, which helps on perception vigilance checks if you stick close to me. <laughs> Fair enough. He was okay. planning on following you towards <laughs> the engine. So, <laughs> And it is, in fact, Creek's uh, turn. What would you like to do? Krieg does the exact same thing. He saunters up the ladder, gets up right behind Pierre. He's like, but let, let's go check out the engine room, see what they've done to us. Okay. Uh, just so that you all have something to do, we'll say the two of you push forward. Uh, you open up the, we'll say together, you kind of peek through the door of the, the engine core. Uh, you can see that it still seems to be largely intact, but you can definitely smell the scent of, of smoke and fumes as if uh, as something something went off in here. Uh, and as you, I, t I tell you, tell you what, one of you, who gets the bonus, Melissa, for, for Piri's uh, heightened awareness? Is it Creek who uh, gets it or is it you? Allies. Yeah. So it's, it's a plus two if the, you're in engaged distance and plus one if you're in short distance. Okay. So Creek, once you roll a perception test, take your, take your bonus from Piri as you're, you take a quick look at the, at the engine room. Doesn't have a ton of light, but there is that pulsing light coming from the core itself that does kind of give everything a little bit of light that's uh that's two failures and five advantages five advantages dear god that's a lot of advantages uh okay so you can hear something i'll say uh moving around below kind of thrashing about a bit some sort of a, a strange sound uh but you can't quite see it just yet uh with those five uh with those fives or anything you want to do in particular with those five advantages uh, I am going to recover two points of strain and then with, uh, and then I will use the other three advantage so that the next ally that goes gets a boost die and then whoever else wants to gets another boost die. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, new round will begin again. That intruder character gets that first slot. Uh, so they, at this point, with Koi and me essentially leaning over, smashing into the cockpit, the cockpit kind of growing shake, you know, shaking a bit. They're going to attempt to try to stab out at Koi, maneuver, draw the weapon, and then attack uh, with this blade. Uh, okay. Do you have any? Three black dice. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, all right. Three black die. Dear God. That can't be good. Uh, that is a failure. As they start swinging away with this blade, you get your, your shield, your energy shield comes up, blocks each one of the strikes. And uh, although they are quite vicious and unrelenting with it, you do manage to protect yourself from any attacks. And we'll move on. Do you want to hit back? Do you want to do anything back? 
Uh, I'll let everyone else go and I can go at the end of okay. our four or whatever. Okay. Saw, do you want to? So, Saw, you've managed to do your best. Like, you can continue to try to just, if you want to continue trying to sabotage this, you certainly can, making it harder and harder for, for them to take off with the, uh, with the plane. Or if there's something else you wanted to do, we can do that as well. Oh, no, I want to keep messing this up. If that's okay. Cool. So, no new roles necessary. We'll say you just keep smashing away at the strut, trying to get it to completely break. Saw's um, just, I've been working on the railroad <laughs> as she's just tearing it up. Okay. Uh, Nico, anything you wanted to do as you're out here as well? Yeah, I'm going to take the two maneuvers this time uh, to get from long to medium range. Sounds good. And then I am going to just start blasting with my blazer rifle. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. I feel like I'm about to get shot in the back. <laughs> yep. Indeed uh, <laughs> did I get an advantage from previous stuff or because Krieg's like in a different place, it wouldn't roll over to me? Uh, he spent the specific things that literally anybody mechanically, it's really anybody. So you can, okay. you can take it. Yeah, so it I'll take the blue, uh, and I shouldn't have any setback dice. So I will be rolling just ripping it as the kids say. Okay. So, uh, oh. yeah, that's 13 damage. Holy wow. gosh. Uh, looks like, uh, with a threat. Okay. With two threat and a triumph. And a triumph. No despair, though, right? Because I think despair is what makes you hit somebody, uh, one of your other people. So if you don't have no despair, you're good. All right, yeah. Steven, describe the killing blow on this on this fella, because that is actually enough to take them out. As you'll say, you fire the, the cockpit cover hasn't actually come down yet. Koi has managed to keep it up. Even the, the front of the, of the ship has started to tip a little bit as Saw tries to take out, and that gives you a little bit more of a shot. So describe the, the snipe that takes this, uh, this guy out. Nico's blood is up, uh, and he's just rushing through the snow. His head is just barely above it, um, and he's bright purple with anger, and he's just blasting, just ripping the gun the entire time uh, that he's going, and he doesn't even realize that he hit the guy, and there's just... Uh, lasers flying everywhere all around Koi uh, and just blasting at him. Koi, you somehow managed to not get hit by all of the various laser fire coming in your direction. And as you look down, you can see that the, the face has just at one point just took a, bl like a blast, like dead right between the eyes. And there's like a huge burrowed hole uh, right where the the mask used to be and the person is no longer thrashing about no longer no longer fighting and you presume might actually be dead okay we're gonna break initiative at this point i think uh, i think we can do that um we'll start with those of you outside uh how are you following up on this this moment what are the three of you doing here nico's still shooting wildly <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, Koi will dodge bullets or lasers or whatever she's firing at her and try to get to like the edge of the ship and yell out to Saw and say, aren't you supposed to be fixing the person on the ground? Why are you messing with the ship? And then she's going to start going back into the other ship. Okay. Yeah. Right. And Saw will uh, be like, uh, first I have to confirm the death. And she's going to crawl up into the 
Okay, uh, you crawl up into the cockpit. The cockpit, like I said, I think I said this last time, but it appears modified. Uh, it definitely is more than just a, a, a one or two seater. It looks like they've removed uh, some, spa some space to potentially have extras in here. Uh, you can also tell that some of the weapons have been replaced. And so the spaces that would ha actually probably have some of these more, uh, the kind of interceptor style fighters, they would probably have more guns, more missiles, et cetera. But here it just looks like cargo space. Uh, but when you check them, uh, miraculously, the ship on the inside, at the very least, appears undamaged uh, by Nico's wildfire. Uh, but they are, in fact, dead, as their face was quite literally blown off. One thing I'll say you do notice, uh, just looking down, they are heavily cybernet. Like they have, a, they have quite a few cybernetics on them. Uh, as you pull the mask back, as you sort of pull the chest back a little bit here and there, and you can see there's not just cybernetics, but there's horrible scarring here and there to uh, like almost. Almost like someone, ha it's not so much brands in a way, but like somebody has carved various sigils and symbols here and there over their skin into, uh, you know, into the, the body here and there. And uh, Nico, anything you're doing as well as you see a koi trot past you going back to the ship? I would also uh, be searching the body um, and just talking to myself, come on, grenades, come on, grenades, come on, grenades. Not even lying, uh, but you do actually find two plasma charges. Yes. Uh, yeah, I will. Dibs, shoving them in my fanny pack. <laughs> okay. Prove plasma charges, actually. Uh, all right. Let me see if I can drag them under your sheet, maybe. Uh, meanwhile, the Roka is uh, just getting covered by snow and ice, uh, and uh, it's probably uh, near death at this point. Uh, let's see. Check I your inventory. Uh, <laughs> since Nico's in the ship. Uh, so we'll go back out and, and assist. Okay. Uh, I can't find the plasma charge item, so I'll figure it out later. Okay. Uh, inside, uh, so now Krieg, Pira, you start slowly creeping into this, uh, this, this engineering section. Um, it is, it is, it is somewhat shambles. You can see there's a lot of consoles and stuff that have suffered some damage, but thankfully it does seem from here that the core is intact. You don't think the casing has suffered any significant damage. Otherwise, the ship probably would have blown to pieces. Uh, but you look down, and you notice finally as you start moving a little further in what is making the sound. And you see that there is a creature uh, that is nestled at the base of the, the engine core, the casing itself. And it is quite enormous. You would imagine that it probably is the source of the uh, the tracks that you saw outside. It's uh, it's covered in kind of like this uh, this gray-white skin, this blubber almost, and it looks like a little bit like a half shark, half walrus, as you see it's uh, quadrupedal, but it has this massive mouth. You can see tusks that are coming out uh, out of the, the, top, the top part of the mouth in addition to rows and rows of teeth, and it just seems to kind of just be trying to to get a position in up against the core casing itself. Uh, there are, there's evidence of, of some, some folks that have not done too well when facing this thing, uh, but it is probably uh, a couple times your size. It's pretty, it's pretty big. It would, it would probably have had to squeeze itself through some of the, uh, some of the openings in the ship. So this appears to be the creature that uh, bit people in half outside or tore them in half that we saw on the way in. You would probably be right in assuming that, yeah. I wasn't sure if you were asking me. I'm sorry, it didn't sound like your voice. So, so yeah, Piri, I, I'm thinking that uh, 
let's just go back really quiet like it seems to be nestled down there trying to get some heat maybe yeah, let's go talk to nico and koi it's, it seems more like their area of expertise i am i am offended i am i'm a good shot did you not see what i just did back there i can handle this okay. i'm not saying we should do it just the two of us but this, this could do damage to our engines and then we'll never leave so I love this plan, Pierre. You go ahead. You start shooting at this thing. I'll go. I'll go get the rest of the guys. I'll rally the troops. Because you see, I've got a knife, literally a knife. I you can you can throw throw a knife. Throwing a knife can work sometimes, but that seems to like it has a lot of blubber. The knife may not go through the blubber. I have only one knife, and I've got no other targets down there to hit with long hair or anything. So, I think maybe. I'll just go get the rest of the guys. You stay up here and shoot it. Doesn't look like it can climb anyway. Um, and you could be the hero of the story. That's how I'm going to tell it. You're the hero of the story. I there's money that comes from being the hero. That's money's right. Good. Money's good. I might, I mean, but I have to live. I have to live to get the money though. I have to contracts live. here. This is true. But like I said, you're up here. It's down there. It can't get to you. But give me like. 30 seconds to go get the rest of the troops and then you just stop firing away. Everything will be fantastic. Okay, I'm going to count. Okay, all right. All right. 29, no. 28. It's slow. Not not your fast counts. The slow counts. The one Mississippi count. I don't even know what the hell a Mississippi is, but do that way. either. What words are you back. saying to me? It's some old word from, you know, one of the, from the Saul, from, you know, those guys, they're crazy. But I'm going to go get the guys, the rest of the guys and the gals and the turtle and everybody. You just shoot away. Okay. Good luck. Uh, and Krieg, you come back out. You're on the second level. You look down. You see Koi at this point is trudging into the cargo bay once more. So the two of you lock eyes. Koi, you can see the whoever was whoever the fight is over seems to be in here. And you can see Krieg up on the second level. So the two of you see each other. Hey, Koi. Listen, if you go straight into the lower section of the engine room... There is that thing that bit everybody in half. It looks like it's a giant tunnel of teeth and anger, but it's sleeping at the moment, but probably not now because Peary is going to start shooting at any second. So I was I was going to go get everybody else, and I thought, you know, if that's something you might want to be interested in taking a look at, that's fantastic. I know Nico is going to be excited about this. Kind of huffs and then starts making her way closer to the engine core. Yeah, and you I love that by. beautiful old turtle. Yeah, and Koi, you pass by just like really awful scenes of gore along the way on this bottom level uh, where you see some of some of the science team, you see some of these other invader folk, various in various shapes of 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 disassembly. Uh, and then you get to the uh, to the door, which is open, uh, is, is sort of looks like it's suffered some damage, like the like it's been forced open uh, and peeking inside. You can see that nestling right up against the base of this uh, base of this engine core is this massive creature. Uh, it seems to be trying, like it's like settling down. It's like it's trying to sleep or something. Like it's trying to get comfortable here or there. Yeah. Yeah, she's not gonna do anything right away. She'll just kind of watch it for a little bit. Okay. Twenty-four, Missy. Twenty-three, Missy. While that counting's going on, we'll kick outside for a moment. Saw you grab the Roka, and I think yeah. it, will you say you are you bringing it inside or are you? Yeah, to warm. Okay. All right, and then so you you're bringing uh, Sash inside. Uh, Nico, what are you doing? 
Um, are the comms still jammed? Uh, the com like the comms that you have between if you have comm beads, if the if if people in here have yeah, comm beads, Craig and Nico have comm beads. Right, you you're fine. You can communicate just fine. Uh, yeah, I would uh pull out the comm bead and start talking. Craig, we got explosives. I'm on my way in. Um, and hey. as I'm, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Nico. Um, yeah, just the guy I was coming for, cause I. I've got an exciting opportunity for you, almost for you alone. Just don't shoot the engine core. But the, there's a tunnel of teeth and death waiting for you in the engine room. And I thought, you know, you love a good target practice, but don't hit the engine. Uh, Koi's this already is my in there. moment. Yeah, you got bombs. Run, though, because no bombs. No, it's our ship. Nico, come on now. It's our ship. Khan goes dead. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um. Jeff, as I'm running, I would also like to be uh, organizing my fanny pack to make things easier to get access to. Basically, I just want okay. to do a discipline check to recover strain. That sounds great. Yeah. Anybody who anybody else can do that, by the way, too. If you suffered strain, it's at this point, there's a calm in the storm. Doesn't look like you're like it looks like you've managed to take care of the in intruders at this point. There is that creature, but that's kind of an opt in moment at this point. So you're welcome to roll a discipline deck if you want to try to uh, recover some strain. Okay. All right. I'm just going to hand it over to you. We've got Piri and Koi who are in the engine room, different levels. You see the creature. We got Saw. You have brought the the Roka into the cargo bay outside. They're stable medically, uh, but they're, they've are they suffered some damage. Nico, you're now in the cargo bay as well. Krieg, you're there as well. So you guys are all on the ship. You haven't fully explored the ship, but you're on the ship. You don't hear the sounds of shooting anywhere else. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I want to at least ask some questions of what of what happened. Uh, okay, of Sash. Okay, yeah, you can. Yeah. We'll say that you can get them awake uh, a little bit. Yeah, you can go ahead and I'll say you've already rolled the medical test. We don't need to roll another one. Okay. You know that it's going to be touch and go. You probably don't want to push it for too long, but you might be able to get some something out of them. Um, Okay, so you're talking to Sash. What about the rest of you? Just kind of call out what you're doing and we'll resolve it as it makes sense. Krieg is going to head towards the part of the ship where we've got our internal and external sensor suites. And he's going to see if he can pull, pull up any of any of what's happened in the last okay. you know few hours while we've been so, here. So yeah, you go to the bridge, basically. When you get to the bridge, though, you find that someone has jammed the door uh, for, and it appears to be jammed from the inside. Um, you can certainly roll a test to try to get in if there's something you're looking to do, but otherwise it does seem jammed like the internal, uh, uh the he internal knocks panel. on the door first. He's like, Hey, if you're in there, if you jammed yourself in there, cause you were worried about the bad guys, we, we, we took care of the bad guys and the good guys are back. So, uh, open the door. Otherwise I'm going to have to try to break in. And that's just not my forte. You hear a, a familiar voice, uh, call out, uh, Krieg? Is that you? It's a female voice. Yeah, of course it's me. Who else Who else has a charming voice like this? You hear, oh, oh thank God. The door opens up, and you see standing before you is a Winu uh, that you all would know as part of the science team, an administrator, an admin, not necessarily one of the scientists, just someone there to kind of coordinate various things. Uh, administrator Luwak uh, the second. Uh, so the Winu are like these uh, kind of light, light green skin humanoids. Uh, you can see that she has this uh, this adornment around her forehead here and there, and a small little gem uh, right above the forehead. 
Uh, but you can tell that she has, um, she looks a little worn. Uh, her, she looks like her arm is bleeding pretty heavily and she's favoring it a bit. Uh, but you look inside and it looks like she just barricaded herself within the bridge. Oh, they gone. Did you get them all? Well, they're, they're gone in, in the sense that we killed them all. Yeah. Uh, but administrator Lurk, what, what happened while we were in the mine? I mean, where's, was, where is everybody? Where are the scientists? It, uh, it was terrible. They, uh, they just came out of nowhere. We just heard, I heard, suddenly I heard fight, I heard, I heard, I heard shooting and screams. And I thought it was just sparring or whatnot. And, uh, and then I, I, I got out into the, 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 the hallway. I saw Murtaugh and he ran for the, the core. I ran for the bridge. Uh, they, they, they had mass. They were, oh, they were, they were terrible. One of them shot me in the arm. It hurt so terribly. Look at it. I'm not supposed to get shot like this. I'm an administrator. Uh, and just, just yeah, that, kind of holding that, that, up and... You that looking at it, bad. by the way, it doesn't look bad to you. <laughs> it looks like a graze, like a very light graze. <sighs> Do we have, uh, is there, is there a med? Do we have a medic? Is anyone a medic? They took, oh, oh yeah, they took, of course. They took, well, right, they took, they took the scientists, I think. They tried to get on the bridge, but I got here and I radioed to you all. You came, I saved the day, didn't I? You came because I called. Administrator Lulak. We're gonna we're gonna spin it that way. Absolutely, you saved the day, and yeah, Sock can take care of your arm. That's a horrible wound. You've got stories for days. But let's drill down to the important thing. They took everybody. Where did they take them to? Oh, I so I well I saw ships, and she steps aside. You go onto the bridge. The bridge is is decent of decent size. Several consoles doesn't nothing seems to be damaged. It looks like she managed to get here before they could. Uh, there are viewing point ports. You look out and you can see it's 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 obscured somewhat, but you can definitely see that there's that fighter out there that that saw and Koi were were messing around with and Nico, uh, and and you probably could have seen others. There were there were others. There were there were three. There were three. They took them there. I, but I I rate you. I told if I told you everything. On the radio signal, I told the, all three, and then two of them took off, uh, not long ago, and then and then there's the one left, and then oh goodness, there is terrible fighting. The big turtle lady just nearly oh bashed that, that one in the face. I can oh, barely yeah. see it, but the oh. Koi, she is. Uh, if I knew my grandmother, I would want her to be Koi. Let's just put it that way. But um, now these other two ships that took off. Are they the same kind of fighters that didn't take off? I mean, are we talking planetary? Are we talking Interstellar? I, 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 I don't know. Senses aren't working. I tried to get them. Yeah. I tried to get them to function. I tried to, but get any readings and and no alarms. The passive senses didn't kick in. We didn't even know until they were already on the ship, and they got on the ship somehow. I, I, oh, it was terrifying, Greg. It was absolutely. T I am not fit for field duty. Well. Administrator Luak, uh, yeah, like I said, you're the hero here. It is a little perplexing, though, that they managed to get on the ship without uh, activating the passive sensors. Makes me a little concerned that we might have a mole, but, eh, you know, we'll mole? talk about that later. Yeah, 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 don't worry about it. It's, uh, I'm sure it's not you. After all, you got shot, right? Yes, right here. It's so painful. Uh, we'll cut. Sa, like, you're you're interviewing Sash at this point. Um Okay, so so Sash wakes up, eyes flicker open, 
uh, ever so ever so briefly. Uh, they look up at you. Did you did you get them? And again, this is um, a feline character, so it's like think of it like a almost like a panther in a way, like a like a okay. dark um, like a like a like a black panther in a way, like a like a dark uh, dark furred um, uh, slender slender cat person basically. As they're looking uh, up at you. Yeah, Koi, Koi and Nico blew them up. They they took it. They took it. Did, did they say where? They didn't say anything they talked about. He just something about the void the that they will open the door, the threshold. They were speaking gibberish and they took it. You can see well, like bare their teeth, like the like these these sharp feline teeth as they look they get very angry, but then they wince. And you could tell they have some significant damage done to them. Unlike unlike the the way I described Luak with just this, the graze in the arm. Sash is pretty well beat up. Yeah. We'll have to get Rick, Rick back. Yes. I can already I feel less without them already. I feel I feel like half of me is gone. Please, please. And that kind of reaches out, tries to grab and, and pull you in, but you're you know, you're wearing a suit, so there's yeah. not an easy place to grab. Uh okay. I like to think that because I'm am just wearing a suit and I'm gas, they like grab my bicep, but it just closes as much and they're just really holding fabric in their arm <laughs> and it just distributes me like awkwardly inside. So they, oh, they please they, uh good. and she shakes her arm away. Oh, sorry. Sorry, there were nine, maybe ten. I, I couldn't have ever got a full count on them. I tried to, I tried to get, get the communications, but I, but I couldn't make it there. And I don't know how they got on the ship. I don't, I don't know. It, uh, we didn't, we didn't even see them landing. Then the alarms didn't go off either. And if I hadn't been looking out, out the window in the mess at the time, I wouldn't even have known. And they're just breathing and breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stay, stay calm. Uh, let's get you into a more comfortable room and then we'll have to go after Rit. Okay. I feel like this was an ambush. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay. Then <laughs> Koi. Okay. Bottom uh, row. Nico, Koi, Piri. What are we doing? What are you guys, what are you guys up to? Uh, Koi wants to see like where this creature is. Okay, obviously we know it's trying to get warmth, but does she see any of our crew that's been like mauled and destroyed by this creature, or is it just those pirate-like guys we right. saw? So you see along the way from the cargo bay, or from the cargo bay to the engine room, uh, you saw a, a, like one just hideous, like just absolutely just ripped apart series of people that just looks like someone had thrashed through it uh probably two people but from what you could tell at least one of them was one of these uh, intruder folks uh but it also does look like one of them wasn't wearing that kind of gear you would probably need saw to make a proper id uh but definitely it took out at least one of your one of your crew one of the science team there's a lot of like okay. resource assistance and things they might have taken out that kind of folks Nico would also be interested in the creature, not as much about the casualties, but about how to blow it up. Okay, you look in, and you know, you would know, Nico, 
that uh, it is nestled right next to the core. And while the core's casing is very uh, strong, uh, it it has, you can tell that the engine room has already suffered some damage. The core looks okay. Some of the consoles look pretty roughed up. There's definitely some repairs that might need to be done here. Um, there, there was an engineer uh, that was kind of working with the science uh, science crew, a SAR named Murtaugh, who is uh, who's pretty who knows pretty well, you know, knows uh, a lot about about engines and things like that. But mostly was working with the science team. Uh, but you don't see them amongst the debris. Uh, but even Nico would know that setting off a plasma charge that close in that proximity to the core, it's a dicey proposition. It'll probably take out the creature. It might explode the whole ship. But there's a chance it won't. There Three is a chance Mississippi, it won't. Two Mississippi, one Mississippi. Hey, hey, so guys. Counting. Um, what? What's Mississippi? I, I don't I don't know. Craig told me that I that I count too fast and I needed to count slower, so he told me to say that. I don't know what it means. So this thing looks sort of cute now that it's asleep. I know it was really dangerous earlier, but now it's sleeping and it's warm and it's not attacking us. I'm not sure what to do with it. I know what to do with it. No, we're not going to blow it up. I mean, but it did. Oh my goodness! Why would you blow something up? We're in a ship. We need the ship. Have you seen his? Did you see his face? I mean, he's like sitting there, just like jiggling these grenades in his hand. It's a little disturbing. Oh my goodness! Put those away. I don't even know where he got those. I don't understand how big this fanny pack is either. He's he's like three feet tall, and this fanny pack seems to be just like never ending size. Hear me out. We get a giant slab of meat. I put the grenade inside. We feed it to the monster. It's still going to blow up inside our ship in the engine room. And we need the engine. But the monster will contain the blast. It's science. I've already done the math. I don't, I'm not, I'm not so sure how that works. Um, this, it, it's, it's, it's asleep right now, right? Like it's just curled up and it's asleep and it's not like. It, it, it does seem like it's either asleep or it's in the process of falling asleep. It hasn't, since no one's really done any, gotten particularly close to it right now, it hasn't reacted to you all yet. Yeah. Um, anyone have like a heat pack or something like that? Maybe we could try and lure it off the ship with a heat source. That's not I like that idea. orange. I like that idea. Or maybe food. I don't know if it's hungry anymore, though. It ate people. It ate yeah, lots of people. Maybe it killed a bunch of people. I can get it a steak. I don't. Where are you getting a steak from? Do you have a steak in your fanny pack? We have a kitchen somewhere. Um, I, I like do it. have a uh, portable toolkit, so I imagine that has maybe like not necessarily a blowtorch, but some sort of like um, I don't know what the word is it, but like repairing, like sealing yeah, things. I think a cutting torch is, is okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. So I yeah. kind of want to. She wants to try to like light it and get closer to the creature and see if she can maybe corral it like it's a cow and see if we can try and corral it out of the ship and maybe just leave the cutting torch out in the snow with her with the creature so we can go or okay. Uh okay. So I'm gonna want to roll for this. Uh you're sure, getting fairly sure. close to it. Like I'll take And I mean obviously like... judging by the reaction, she will, you know, act accordingly, but she wants to at least try to I've got your uh, back, Koi. And be humane about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Else. Like if we can. And I have no problem. You, you, if if Peary's helping you, like you could take a you could take a a boost die. I would say you could do like a stealth. You could do a survival if you're trying to like 
lure it out. I'll even take like a charm or something to try to coerce. Like whatever, whatever you think makes sense here. I'm That's ready to put idea. it down. I can do if anything happens. I do have some points in coercion, or I can do charm if you want. I don't. It's fine. I'll yeah, it's fine. It. Uh, I mean, since you're trying to lure it, I think charm makes more sense. Okay. Uh, Sounds and good. then take. And if uh, if Nico's helping, yeah, you can take uh, you can take a boost die from each of them. Okay. Um, uh, too difficult. You just leave it at default. It's fine. Yeah. And I'll add. Uh, I'll spend a story point. So we just you just add a yellow, or you you just press plus yellow, right? So yeah, just... story point up uh, upgrades uh, a green a green to a yellow. Does that make I green to the yellow? Is that this one? No, that's not. That didn't do it right. Oops. Uh, sorry. I went the wrong way with that. So I should have, I think, two. Oh, there we go. Okay. I got it. And you should have four. So two on me, four on you now. Dang. All right. Uh, okay. You you weren't necessarily able to lure it away, uh, but you also didn't necessarily fail and it didn't like lunge out at you, but you have gotten its attention. Uh, yeah, and it's looking up at you. It sees it sees the torch. It sees your hand. It's not it's not being violent, but maybe it's just this case of like there's this engine core here that's ridiculously warm, and you have a small blowtorch. Right, it's not even close. Yeah. So, but it it also doesn't seem to be immediately hostile. So, there's there's a, a different approach the three of you want to take. There are advantage there that we can carry over. I have an idea. Does your idea involve grenades? Plasma charges aren't technically grenades. That's Does your idea a... involve plasma charges? Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> Look, maybe you go uh, wrangle the others, and then we can uh, have a little powwow about what we want to do with the shark walrus thing. I'll get on the combi. Creek, we need you and Saw. We're about to blow up a monster. I'm here to tell you, that sounds like a very interesting event to attend. Uh, but I'm on the bridge. I'm talking to Administrator Luak, trying to actually figure out where all of our people are. So I'm going to leave the blowing up of monsters to, to the rest of you. Uh, and and we'll, we'll be here in the event that the ship does not go up with your insane attempt. Yuri is going to move her her mouth close to Nico's ear, because I'm assuming that's where like the combi is. Yeah. And she's just going to yell... Can somebody bring a space eater? <laughs> Not in the ear. Uh, I always ask you for it, and you never give it to me, so this is what I have to do. I have to yell at your ear. I did hear something about a space eater. Listen, I'll yell out, uh, Sa's still taking care of, uh, you know, still taking care of our buddy there, Sash. So, but I'll, I'll see what I can do about sending you something. Um, but don't hold your breath, unless that's something you really want to do. So Creek said that he wants us to blow it up. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not what he said. <laughs> you don't have a combi to know. But, I mean, I know you and I know him. And <laughs> All right, he said he would send a space eater if he can find one. See, now that sounds like what he said. She's just uh, sitting there, like, blowing the blowtorch. I could just shoot it. <laughs> um... Saw, uh, you are in the cargo bay still with Sash. When you hear the door of the second Rambler just open, just pop open a little bit, and you see a shadow start moving, 
uh, inside through one of the one of the windows, and you can see a head pop out gingerly and look around, and you recognize the face uh, of a Sar that was part of the team, uh, Murta. Mm -hmm. Uh, is a sort of an older uh, one of these these sort of an older mechanic, uh, but you can see as they as they look out, they lock eyes with you. Eyes go wide, and you can see their shoulders kind of uh, kind of relax a bit, and you see as they move around uh, the backside, they're still a little tentative around you, but at the same time, they just say, "I never thought I would say you are a sight for sore eyes," and you can see that they're limping. And when they turn around, they had this huge slash diagonally across their back, probably from one of the shutter blades that you saw uh, some of these, these folks. But they seem to be moving. They have, a, they have a rifle in hand. They don't seem to be good at holding it or using it to the point where they're trying to use it as a, as a cane, but it's like the barrels pointing up at them as they're doing oh, so. Gosh. It's really, really dangerous. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, this is one of, uh, one of the teams. So the team yeah. itself was, uh, so you had two lead scientists. One, uh, was a, was a Hylar by the name of Ngala Finn. One was written sash of which you have like one half. Uh, you know that there was an administrator who Creek has, uh, has met with. There was an engineer Murtaugh you've met with, and there were a couple of research assistants who you have sadly found some remains of, but again, you haven't done a full sweep of the ship. Uh, but it does look like at the very least, the, the main two scientists, uh, the, the Nas Rit, uh, and the, uh, the Hylar squid person, Umgala Finn, uh, those have both been taken. Uh, Sash, as they approach, she'll whoa, whoa there, uh, and reach for the gun, uh, so that they don't accidentally shoot themselves. Okay. And, uh help get them kind of in a position where she can do a med test on their or heal sure. or you don't, need, you don't need to roll a check uh but yeah you can you can patch them but they, it's not um it's not necessarily something that's going to kill them but uh, it's a pretty brutal slash and you can tend to it relatively easily um but they they slump down uh in the same you know same general area as uh as sash so you have two people two injured survivors here krieg's got uh, a, a minor injury up on the bridge, and that's who you've discovered so far. Uh, I think Saw will, while they're doing their thing with the thing, she'll slowly take both of these up to the bridge so they're all together, and then Saw will see if Creek will go on a sweep with her of the rest of the ship. I'm here to tell you, I think that's a fantastic idea. I'll be one step behind you the entire time. I promise. <laughs> I also think once we clear the ship, we need to go back out and take a look at that fighter, see if it's got any kind of information and it's navcom so we can figure out where everybody else went. Cause yeah, I want from to what know I can where tell, it's been. Yeah. From what Do I can tell, think... Ugala's missing, so... Yeah. Uh, Rich is missing as well. Uh, do you think maybe they set us up by setting out the help uh, signal and that's why... That's absolutely what I'm thinking. I, we are right here. I think we got set up, and I think they wanted to grab our people. Now I don't know why they grabbed those two, but maybe they know. Maybe they wanted them for something they know. Their you know I don't... Their equipment is missing. Our scientists are missing. This is a problem. Uh, Sash, so devastated. You can't separate. That's terrible. That's terrible. We got to We love. definitely. Krieg, I'm here for true love, and it's ruined. <laughs> I hear you. 
And you know what I'm here for? I'm here for a good story. Piri is here for cash, cold hard cash. And when we tell her that we're not going to get paid for delivering these scientists, she is going to lose her little bird brain. So we got to oh, tiptoe around that. that. We got to tiptoe time around that. that. Happened, she cried and she screamed at me. I didn't know what to say. So I just dropped all of my coins and I walked away. That was that was probably the way to go. Personally, I think so. In fact, if we have to go that route again, I highly encourage you to drop all your coins a second time. I don't have any more. I have rocks. I, I don't think that's going to cut it. So I guess we just need to actually get the job done. So let's, yeah, let's do a sweep of the ship and see what we can find. Okay. You lead the way. I, I right. am gas. I won't protect you very much, but I will try. So I'll say as the two of you suit the ship, you've already hit uh you know the big the big places, the engine room, the bridge, uh the cargo bay. You check the mess, you check uh, a lot of the living quarters, uh, and you find eventually you find one other other person who looks familiar, a research assistant, one of the one of the people who was part of the team, just a lesser, you know, someone lesser, like a like a like a student or something like that. A human. Um and you can see that she is Hi, as you like open up one of the doors into the, the the living quarters, you can see that she's tentatively hiding underneath what looks like a, a desk, like a, a, a you know a console, and she peeks up, uh, terrified look on her face, uh, but you can see that she's uh, you know her her human, very very pale, but when she sees the two of you again, she's just oh, I'm so glad it was the two of you. Uh, it's up to you whether you all think you would know her name. Again, she's a little bit, she's a lower totem pole of the crew. So if, if you're the type of person who would have, who would have engaged with that, you might know her name. Otherwise, she might just be a, a nameless face, part of the team. Freak would uh, know everybody on the ship because that's his thing. Her name is Katha uh, Amos. Young, uh, kind of has a librarian look to her. She's a bit jumpy, but when she comes out, She's she's limping, and you can see. I would say, Sai, you would know this being a medical professional. It looks like she has taken a relatively point blank pistol shot to the leg, like from one of those shot pistols, and uh, she is in a significant amount of damage. She's like like wrapped a tr you know a, a, a what's it called a tourniquet around it, uh, but she has been losing blood significantly, and she looks almost out of it. When she tries to stand up, she collapses back down. Oh, Creek, help me get her over there. We will. I will heal her, okay? You, you got it, kid. I, I, and he picks Katha up and he gets her over to the sure. bed. And we'll say there's probably a, a probably a med bay on the ship too, so you can start taking some of them back at all, also yeah. to the med bay and start making some doing some treatment there. Okay, uh, let's cut back to the uh, to the core room. Uh, what's the plan here, Choi and Pire and Nico? I am tired of the two of you arguing. I am going to go. I am going to see if I can get the space eater or figure something else out. Uh, Wait, uh, I was going to suggest maybe we turn off the ship, too, and then that way my, my flame becomes a little more important. Oh, okay. This is this is, this is is action. This right, is I'll, st I'll, st okay. I'll still keep doing it, but, you know, might help. I just really feel like I'm being stifled and my creative input is not being valued. <laughs> I, you're, you're right. You're right. We think blowing this thing up is a bad idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, You'll have a good idea. You will have a good idea, and we'll agree with that one. This one we don't agree with. You can go check on the other ship, maybe like blow up something not important over there. If you just need to get out some like emotional feelings. I'm not going to waste a grenade. 
I you mean, got grenades? Think about it. It's free, right? You just got one, so you never had one before. So you're not wasting it. You're just using what you just got. Can I turn off the engine? Or do I have to go somewhere else and turn off the engine? It's a good idea, Koi. I, I don't know. I just thought of it. I don't know what you got to do. If we want it to follow the warmth, we got to make this not warm. Mm-hmm. All of you know how to turn a ship off. Uh, so whoever <laughs> wants to, you could very easily shut down the core. You, the consoles here in the engine room are all kind of damaged up, but you can go up to the, the bridge, which, uh, according to Krieg, was intact. Uh, and you can anyone who, who wants to do it can do it, can can shut it down. That's not a problem. All right, what so are you, you two? I'll keep doing it. Period. Okay. So Piri, yeah. shut the ship down. All of a sudden, all the lights, the running lights, the various uh, the various things that you've seen in the hallways or in the med bay, some of the machinery starts to shut down. Uh, you can see the flickering of the core begins to to lessen. It takes a little time for it to for the warmth to really evacuate the room, but maybe a half an hour or so later, you finally see this this creature start to stir. Koi gets the the light of the torch at this point, and it begins to like lumber forward, you know, in this uh, this sort of clumsy fashion just bumping into things left and right you see a console going this way you see it just happens to smash into a display and it and it continues to chase uh, in the direction of koi koi you're, you're backing up you're keeping your distance no problem um however the one tricky thing is when you get to the the ramp going down and you're you're at the you're outside the ship now you've got the you've got the torch in your hand the winds kicking around the snow the ice it's still on the ship. It's looking down at you, and it's it's being a little less interested in going back out into the into the wind. All right, just keep going, baby steps, baby steps. Just come on. Now, Nico, you have those plasma charges, which uh, would very much create a moment of uh, uh, of of significant warmth. It will eventually fade, but it'll be enough to be a bright bright burst out here if you wanted to try to lure it with one of them i don't want to waste one okay is there anything else we could burn you can maybe a rambler uh, yeah, you i could. don't know <laughs> you I'll, I'll drive a rambler out in a do not burn one of our ramblers <laughs> you want to set one of your ramblers on fire <laughs> <laughs> don't don't waste a grenade. Let's cross differential between one of these ramblers <laughs> and a single plasma grenade is enormous, and it's you know I, that I think Nico. I can't thinks. see you, but I feel like there's some horrible idea behind the creature that you're trying to come up with. While I'm sitting here running out of fuel for this torch, just hurry and do something productive. Yeah, it's like just a little cigarette lighter at this point. As he's saying that, cut to Nico pressing the big red button in the Rambler uh, for self-destruct. <laughs> if you want to go blow up the Rambler outside, Stephen, you absolutely could do that. Yeah, that I'm doing that. Do? Okay, you go outside. The one you drove up, you hit the self-destruct button, and you manage. You, we'll say you put on a timer. You run back into the ship and it explodes. And at that point, there's this, ma all of you who are in the ship who probably have no idea what's going on here, there's a sudden and very loud explosion. You feel a little vibration on the ship as it's happening fairly close. But Koi, you watch as this freaking creature just starts charging at you. You step out of the way, runs down the ramp in the direction of uh, that explosion to where now there's a burning vehicle outside. 
Uh, and you have managed to get the shark off I your ship. I took care of it. She will problem solved. Problem solved. Puff and go up the ramp and hit the button, okay. so we can close the door at least, door or pull it if the if the power's still sure. But we'll see if you put the power back on at this point. Close the door. All of that works out. Whatever order. So taking stock, uh, you have managed to get this thing off your ship. You've managed to kill all the the people who the, the lingering abductors. You have four survivors uh, in in tow. Uh, you've got, um, you've got a ship outside, uh, the, the, the fighter you've got, uh, you've got, you heard that the, um, that the passive sensors weren't working. The engine core has taken some damage. And you have two of the lead, the two lead scientists of this entire science team are missing. What do you guys want to do? I assume we all get together at this point. And yeah, probably. We've we solved a lot of the issues. Yeah, that's fine. Explain everything. We've done a full sweep of the ship. They're not on here. Let's Nico, I gotta sweep. ask. I, I just gotta ask real quick. I've already done a full sweep of the ship. And no, there's nobody. Did you just blow up a multi-million dollar vehicle instead of using a hundred credit grenade? There are so many questions today, and I don't understand Dude, why. I just got a team. You, we're a unit. We work no, together. No. We you make have, decisions. We move forward. You got to understand. We have to pay for that. You have now destroyed our profit. I don't pay for it. No, Nick. you you get you will get no money. Did you for just the cost me money, Nico? Mission. Perry, oh, no. he cost you your entire career's money. Uh, oh, okay. Your entire right. career's money. I am going what? to kill you one of these days, you green bastard. Um, I do fill out the accident reports, so I... Not that I regularly lie, but tax fraud, possible. We could Yeah, go. it the, happened the large, before we got here, right? The large creature bit it in that. half. Large creature bit it in half. That's that's what happened, right? Right, right. And, and you right. guys I call saw. me the deceptive one. I... Listen, I'm going to go over that little ship, and I'm going to take a look at its navigation computer. So, Nico, don't blow me up while I'm in that ship, all right? We should go. We, we should go. Never. We should go find them. Well, we Where can't we send everybody, but we also need to talk to the uh, admin lady. She's, like, kind of sketchy. I mean, everybody's got, like, vicious wounds and gunshots and sword stabs, and she's got, like, a little cut like Nico. I mean, Threaten we definitely... Yeah, I'm going to go talk to her. Who else could come with me, but... Let's keep some people on the ship just in case, you know, the rambler fire go goes Creek. away and the creature comes back. I have a gun. I want to do another Creek. full suite. I don't I don't believe that Krieg looked in all the little nooks and crannies. He's too tall. All right. You do not trust Salana. Well, you're also kind of tall. Well, your suit is. You aren't. Let's all go, right. Krieg. Let's go find where we're going to go. All right, Krieg and Piri, you're going to take a look at the ship outside, right? Yes. Yep. Koi, you're going to interrogate uh, the administrator lady. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Nico, being useful as always. And I also looked it up, by the way. It's 17,500 Ori, which is cash. And it's a restricted item for the Rambler versus 40 cash for that grenade that she did. Nice. <laughs> and that's the difference in price. Uh, so Nico's doing another sweep. Uh, and then Sa, what are you doing? Asa is going with Koi. Okay, so the two you're going to go interrogate. And then Steven's doing Steven things. Okay, uh, Piri and Krieg. 
what do you want to do with this ship? We don't have to play it all out, but what, what is it you're looking to accomplish here? What are you looking for? What are you trying to do? That kind of thing. Just trying to take a look really at the navigation computer to see if we can figure out if it had a course laid in or where it was coming from, see if we can figure out where the other two ships likely went with our people. The good news is that uh, no role is actually going to be necessary as this the ship was interrupted. The, the person who's about to fly it was interrupted in the process of trying to start it up. The ship is already, they've already gone through like law credentials and stuff, getting it booted up. So it's really just about sifting through the data. Uh, you, you notice that the, so one thing you learn immediately, easily, no problem, uh, is that its last known port of call uh, was at a planet known as Wellen, W-E-L-L-O-N. Um, I would say you guys are pretty smart. I would say Krieg is pretty smart. Uh, you uh, you would know that it's a it's an industrial planet a few systems over uh, from Bereg. Uh, not that far away. It's maybe uh, maybe two three days away by uh, by your ship standards. Um, more information could be available with a culture or a science test if you if if either of you wanted to roll that. Uh, but that's that's the immediate easy info that you found. Uh, and I would like to roll a culture test. I yeah, would, go ahead. unless you're. Yeah. Are you good at culture? Oh God, no! No, I was going to say you <laughs> definitely should. Can I assist in any way? Sure. Yeah, I'll say this. Yeah, that's fine. Just take a, a boost day. Okay. And then can I take an audience boost? Uh, and honestly, it's not going to be difficulty one. This isn't like a hidden planet or anything like that. It's really just to see how much you just happen to know about this place. Uh, and yeah, of course, yeah, you can always take audience dice as long as they mm. exist. We decrease difficulty. I know how to increase The minus difficulty. purple, I think. Yeah, there's a minus is, purple button. Yeah. Is there a minus purple? I see a I plus so. purple. Should be. I thought I saw one. I know I saw one for attack. Oh, it just says plus or upgrade purple. Yeah. Uh, click on click on the actual diamond, the purple diamond. Oh, there we go. The and then it side. disappears. Yeah, yeah nice. there you go. Oh, that was a whole lot of nothing. Uh, one advantage. Uh, Okay, so yeah, you don't really, I would say you're not an expert. Maybe you've never, maybe it's because the two of you have never been there before. Uh, but you do have access to some stuff in your, uh, in, you know, on your on your ship and whatnot. You can you can eventually, uh, you know, cross-reference. But you know, it's a, it's an industrial planet. It's known for, one of the things it's, it's most well known for is that it's got floating cities. Uh, so it's, and it's because it's a very helium dense uh, atmosphere and that there's a lot of like helium mining that goes on. Uh, and there are these, uh, there are these very, um, uh, very ornate, very large and, um, picturesque floating cities. One of them, the capital, the main city is, is a, is a place called Azure Glide, uh, and that it's, uh, it's known for having a very high tech cybernetics industry there because they have to do a lot of there's a lot of like different breathing apparatus and different equipment that they have to use just to be able to to have a lot of the industry function there uh, so that's what you two would know without with just with just an advantage world Rick, do you think we have enough to go on i i think we got enough to go back and tell somebody who might have be a little bit more skilled to come out here and maybe do a little deeper dive. I'd like to know for sure where this fighter was going. I mean, it's a big planet, and we can narrow it down a little bit, but that's a little outside of my area of expertise. Maybe one of the scientists can come out here and uh, give us a look-see. Not Nico, that crazy little bastard. We're not letting him anywhere near this ship, but anybody else. Uh, okay. Computer's test being... would be 
computer stats would be the role I would want if you wanted to dig in and find anything else besides what was obvious. Oh, before okay. we leave, right? Yeah, if either of you have, if either of you had, an, I don't know what your skills are off the top of my head, but if either of you had, had computers and wanted to roll that, you're welcome to, to do that instead. I mean, I'll give it a shot because we're here. Okay. And this one's just normal two difficulty. Woohoo! Two successes and one advantage. Okay. Thank uh, you, audience. So, okay. Two successes, one advantage. Um, I'll give you a couple pieces of info. So, you notice a couple things. First, um, first, it certainly seems as though there were regular, you notice that there were regular messages coded between your ship and this ship. Uh, you can see that they were, they were uh, on this side of it. You can see the, the, the incoming messages. You look at the dates and everything. The timing is, is probably why you guys were either in FTL or just coming out of FTL. Um, and you can dig into some of them. And you can see that there's updates, just to sort of basic status updates from somebody. You can see that there's uh, various personnel files uh, on the science team and on the Kellerus crew. Uh, and you can see that there were also um, various like details about like like Kellerus policy, standard operating procedure, stuff like that, like is 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 sort of kind of floating in your direction. Uh, with two successes and an advantage, uh, I can tell you that the the messages incoming were ID'd from Ugala Finn. Uh, so that was that was one thing you would be able to pick up. And then the other thing, I'm trying to see if there's anything else um, that I could give you here. Um. Yeah, I think that's about, yeah, that's probably all you'd be able to get. So personnel files, personnel files on science team, Keller's crew, messages tagged with Ngala Finn's ID coming in in several of them. Um, there was also the most, the most recent message just said now as if it was like kind of triggering or signaling, that kind of thing. And that's the other scientist person? Mm -hmm. The high alarm that's missing, yeah. Now, would we think that that's something that could, that kind of an ident could easily be spoofed or is this like a fingerprint? Definitely could be spoofed. It would be how, it would be done, something that would have to be spoofed by someone who is, is uh, pretty adept. Like it, it could be done. Not, okay. it's not an easy thing to do, but it could be done. So we definitely have a mole. Definitely a mole. Oh, the other well, thing I'll give you, by the way, uh, since you had the, another, another thing I'll say, cause you were specifically looking for a place on the planet. Um, you do see that there are also messages that are being sent specifically to, um, uh, to a palace, uh, in that city, uh, that is associated with a, a cybernetics company called coil. And you see that there's messages going back between this, this fighter, like just basic updates, just like this is the status update. That's the status update. There's nothing super like every, everything you're reading is just about, okay, they're landing, they're responding to the call, they're leaving that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's, it's a specific palace on Wellen, uh, associated with a company coil, uh, that, uh, is run as owned by a, uh, of a wealthy elite by the name of Bertod Reek. So you would find some of those as well. Now, I guess that's, that's it. That's all you would get uh, digging through this uh, this fighter. What was that name again? Bertog Reek. 
and Coil, C-O-I-L, is the name of the cybernetics company. I'm here to say, Pierre, you are fantastic. I've decided you're the new hero of this story. It was the administrator because she was panicking, but it is now definitely you. We know where to go. We know who our likely mole is. I think we can get this mission back on track as long as we manage to keep our other rambler intact. Heroes get paid. Heroes get paid. I like this. Let's go back. Let's tell everybody. Oh, you have your thing. You can tell them now. I don't think I want to pass any information on to Nico. He is not the most reliable source at this point. So I think we just go back and we tell him that person. I think I think he's he's actually very helpful. I think we're just we're just not quite seeing eye to eye right now, but I think we will. I because think we will. he's so short, right so short and so terrifying. That's just my take on it though. We'll see. Let's okay. All right. All right. Let's go back. Okay. So we'll cut then to Koi and Sa, who you've you've set down Administrator Luick. You're looking to question she uh Sa, would you would you have performed any kind of uh medical attention on her? Uh that's what Sa is going to be doing while Koi is uh asking her questions. Okay. And so, so she's sort of just babbling about how painful it is. Uh, about how, how brave she was, but also about how she's just not at all cut out for for field duty. This is, I'm just no 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 no. I am not. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving Mechatol again. No 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 no. And she's just kind of shaking her head uh, as the two of you are in here. I turn it over so, to you. So, uh, you just barricaded yourself and left the whole crew to fend for themselves. What happened with that? I I I I I saw Murtaugh. At one point in the hall, uh, I stepped out of uh, out of my quarters. He stepped out of the mess. He ran. He said something about going for the for the engine core or something. And I said, ah, I'll go to the bridge. And so I ran for the bridge. And and that that is what I did. Um, I thought I thought the best thing to do. I said to myself, Luwak, what? What the Kellerists do, they would make sure that no one could steal the ship, and you can't steal the ship if you don't have access to the bridge. So I went to the bridge. Yeah, Creek said I was a hero. What is the equivalent of like insight checking her <laughs> story? Uh, like so vigilance or something? Perception, maybe. Let's see if there's anything else. That's uh, cunning. Skills. I don't know what vigilance does um, or what it's for. That's more like see inside on, you know, like. It's well. It's based on willpower. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll take a. I mean, I'll I'll take a. I don't know. I'll take like a, a perception test. Maybe I'll take a. If there's something else. If there's something you want to roll that you think would make sense, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll lean into that too. So that's fine. I might just be like nudging saw to <laughs> roll something while I'm like you know just kind of getting her to like, see if she trips up on her story, if she says something weird. So I'm just like letting her ramble and just kind of taking it in and trying. I'll, I'll adv give a saw advantage on whatever you want to roll. I'm not very good at this stuff. Oh God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you gotta be a little I. better than me. <laughs> um, so actually lying is deception and vigilance. Okay. So vigilance, uh, vigilance. Oh, okay. Is, uh, I can roll vigilance okay. then. That's fine. Okay. Go okay. for it. Go for it. Uh, all right. Let me know so how you it's do. It's a pair of opposed checks for lying. 
don't know why I'm very good at vigilance, but there you go. Uh, okay, how many? Three successes. Okay. And a threat. So, okay. Um, there is nothing necessarily about her her story that she seems to to be lying about. Like you don't you don't you don't get the sense that she is like just outright lying about anything. You do get the sense that, that she's a little that she's holding something back is is probably more of what it is. Like there's something more that she's not that she's not necessarily saying. Okay. Um I think, you know, as you're bandaging her wound, uh Koi will stand up and kind of broaden her shoulders and say Look now, lady, a lot of people got hurt on our ship. And I feel like if you got something to say, you say it right now. And she kind of, you know, peers down. Her eyes will go really wide at this point and she'll go, oh, I had nothing to do with it. I promise I had I had absolutely nothing to do with it. It wasn't me. It's just yeah. So if you didn't do it, then don't you should be telling tell. us. Because I, gosh darn it, don't feel too agreeable right now. I had... Listen, it's just that you all weren't fully briefed on what the science team is doing. And... You get to talking, little lady. Okay, 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 okay. Listen, it's just that the information that I have is not something that many have. Only three of us have a full understanding of what they were going to attempt to do and what some of that equipment was going to do. It was myself, it was, uh, it was writ. And it was Ungala. It was just the three of us. And I was just, I'm here to, to make reports. You've heard stories about the Gamma Wormhole, I assume. Yes, 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 you have, right? She's like looking. And I would say the two of you <laughs> would know there are wormholes in the galaxy. Uh -huh. um, and, and Alpha and Beta are basically the fixed wormholes. Uh, but then there's also this rumor about the Gamma, the Gamma Wormhole. And it's more of a, a rumor uh, or a uh, kind of an urban legend in a way. Uh, but the, the basic idea is that it, 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 it sort of exists, but the entrances aren't fixed. And so no one really knows like where it opens and closes and how it opens and closes, that kind of thing. And it's just that written Gala believed that they could predict where the next opening would be and the equipment they were going to use to try but I don't, I don't understand science completely, but they were going to, to fire it into the entrance or something to try to stabilize the wormhole. And, and she looks at Saw at this point, and I realize that your people are the only ones that actually have information for the wormhole, and you're very upset whenever you hear these types of things, but that is all, that is it, that is it. They, they, and, and so if anybody knew uh, about this, uh, that it would probably motivate them for capture of our science team that's it that's it you know everything now i have told you everything i've told you everything i know i'm a hero yes see hmm. you are uh something i don't know if i'd call you a hero you uh barricaded yourself while the rest of the crew just got Stabbed and shot, but, you know, I guess you're a hero. Triage. I was protecting the bridge so the ship couldn't be taken. 
I'm a little disappointed in you, kind of. I'm not gonna lie. In me, I, I, nope. I, I I'm, am your I'm paper pusher. You're the muscle, not me. You're the you're the shepherd. I'm an administrator. I administrated you. I thought well, I, I thought you'd do better. You. I thought you'd do better, and she walks We're out. We're all the wranglers of our own ranches, so next time you better step what? up. I, and and Saab will give her like a confident pat on her shoulder. Ah, ah. the other one that's not injured. <laughs> she still does it anyway. <laughs> she still does it. All right, okay. don't be a yellow belly. Good night. Uh, good night. Yes. Uh, wait. What? What? Going? What? And then the two of you, she's very confused as the two of you leave the room. Yeah. Um, let's cut to Nico for a second. Nico, what the hell on earth have you been doing? Okay, um, I know that Krieg did a scan of the ship looking for more, but did anyone actually inspect the minions that we killed? Like, investigate them for clues? Uh, no, not really. Uh, That's what I'd like briefly, to do. Just very try to, briefly. Just like looting and stuff know, like that. Yeah, make sure they don't have any grenades, obviously, but then try to see if there's any clues of their employers. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. You really the only thing that's looted. Unfortunately, you've looted all of the explosives. Uh, there are plenty of shot pistols. Most of them that are that are left have shot pistols. So there's there's going to be like a good like seven or eight of those. If anybody wanted a shot pistol, they can feel free to have one. Um, I'll put one in the fanny pack. Yeah, they have these hooded cloaks uh, as well that actually could could give some soak too. Uh, that's um, and one is, is and not only not only does it um, I'm sorry, no, it doesn't give anything to soak. It gives a uh, a bonus die to stealth tests. So if anybody wanted a hooded cloak, they could potentially take that as well. So that's in terms of the lootables. Uh, if you're looking for any sign of their employ, um, okay, okay, Nico, uh, give me. Tell you what, give me a check. Uh, you're gonna get something no matter what, but how well you do might determine if there's anything in addition to what you're getting. Um, so go perception. ahead and roll. Perception sounds great. Yeah, and I will spend a story point to upgrade one of my dice. Great. I'll treat it difficulty. Uh, difficulty two is fine. Okay. Let it rip. All right. Uh, ooh, oh. one failure, three advantage. You three said the words. Three advantage. I know, yeah, use the words. <laughs> Bad luck. Um, okay, three advantages is still going to get you something. Uh, it's not necessarily going to get you get everything, but I'm still going to give you some basic things. Um, every one of them, you notice, has, they're all humanoid. Uh, they're not all humans necessarily, but they're all humanoid. Uh, so you can see that there's some humans uh, you can you can see that there's a Letniv or two. Um, you can see there's a Sar or two. You see there's a Hakan. So there's there's a multi species. Uh, but every single one of them, the things they have in common are the fact that they all have cybernetics. And with three advantages, I would say you notice that this the cybernetics are branded here and there, and you do see that coil logo again uh, that I mentioned to Saw. You wouldn't. I don't think Nico knows about it yet, but but. Uh, I know that the players, you guys do. So you definitely see that. Um, let me see. And you, and you see that every single one of them has these, what can only be described as these self-inflicted ceremonial scars. And I would say that's what they all have in common, despite the fact that they all seem to be of, of separate species. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take whatever seems useful and then uh, just log that for when the group meets up. I'll, I'll tell them about the scars and all that. Okay. Uh, and we could say that everyone's now done something. We can say we can do a check-in again. Everyone meets up once more. Everyone's got a little bit more information, divulges it here and there. And then you guys tell me what's next. Well, we should probably uh, check our computers to see if the scientist is really sending the messages or if someone's faking it. I mean, the admin seems pretty, I mean, useless, but she's, at least she told us about the wormhole. I mean, that's something, I guess. I mean, she's an admin, so how useful can she really be? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. It's going to take us a couple of flight days to get to uh, where we're going, right? So maybe we uh, get the ship together. We get on route there to uh, to Whalen, and uh, while we're in route, we uh, do a thorough uh, check of the computer systems and and uh, and the survivors to make sure you know nobody's hiding anything else other than the shady stuff. Maybe, maybe Nico, we could try to do some research on that stuff that you were telling us about with like the scars, and maybe we can like figure out who those people are. Yeah, they're really religious nut jobs. Uh... Something about coil, you know, some sort of uh, cult corporation, maybe both. Um, I'm not really a research guy, though, but I I can hang out with you while you research. Well, I think we definitely got a target, you know, the this this palace that belongs to this Botal Reek fella there in uh, what's it that uh, Zur Glide. If anything, I mean, it sounds to me like maybe, uh, you know, our, our good buddy uh, Ugala there might be a bit of a traitor, or at least an opportunist and traitor. Uh, but Rit sounds like he may just be collateral, and we got to get him back for Sash. But we also need to see if maybe Ugala was set up, because maybe it wasn't. But if she was, she's dead to me. Exactly. I like the way you're thinking there, Perry. Yep. All right, so you guys are going to try to get up, get the ship up, start your travel, uh, and then in in flight, continue to dig into some of these things. Yeah, that's no problem. The We'll say some time, you'll probably have to spend some time getting the engine room up and running again, but you'll be able to kind of get up within a day. Uh, and we'll say, I'm not, we're not going to do it. Don't have to worry about pilot tests or anything like that. But uh, if one of you wants to hop in the pilot chair, no problem. The way, uh, the way travel works in here is you basically have to get a certain amount of distance away from like anything that's got a gravitational pull. So like a planet or a moon or whatever, before you can kind of ratchet it up to FTL. So it does take almost a full day of just traveling out a system uh, before you're even out. So it's, so we're, we'll just sort of montage over this in no specific time frame as you guys are continuing to uh, to sort of investigate. So I heard things like you're going to look through your own systems. Is that right? And then you are going to also do some research as you can uh, in your in your computers on um, on anything about this this uh, these these scars and things like that. Is that right? Yeah, we want to verify Ungala sent messages and that mm -hmm. it wasn't someone else like the admin. Okay. Let's see if we can't pull any up, pull up any more information on this cybernetic corporation coil. Yeah. Um, and or like anything about the this uh Bertalk Reek. Okay. You know. We're doing uh, reconnaissance. I definitely okay. would be piloting, like you said, while they're doing that. Absolutely. No problem at all. Um I'll say that. 
really want to do a ton of rolls in this because there's really not a time pressure here. Um, and this is a lot of this is just basic research. The only thing that would probably require a roll is digging into your systems and trying to see if Ungala was really the one. That's probably going to take a roll, but basic research and stuff, you don't really need to do anything with that. Um, so who would want to be the one who is like trying to do some sort of computer forensics here, trying to dig into some of the messages and things like that, that were sent over to the, uh, to the, to the escort fighter. So it's computers um, test. If anyone, if anyone's good. Computers is not reeks is not Krieg's strong point. I've got two greens and a yellow. That's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, for it. We've got audience uh, boost if you'd like as well. Uh, I will take one for funsies. It's best best reason to take them. Two successes and an advantage. Okay. Uh, so what I'll say is uh, if you're specifically looking into the logins, right? You're looking at your, your logs, you're looking at the, the distress call, all that kind of stuff. You got two successes and an advantage. Okay. So the first thing you notice is that the distress call, there's never actually a record in your, your communication systems as you start scrubbing through it and scrubbing through it of it ever being incoming. It, it seems oh. to have just been logged onto the system by somebody on the ship as opposed to it actually being beamed into, uh, into your ship. So that's one of the things that you noticed. The ID that was used to log into the system at the time was again, Ungala Finn. Digging into the sensors as well as uh, I think Krieg, at, Krieg heard and I think probably Koi as well that the sensor logs, the passive sensors didn't kick in, that kind of stuff that's been brought up a few times. Once more, it looks as though about half an hour after you all left to go, to go to the mine to respond to sort of meet with the overseer. You can see that the passive sensors were disabled. Once more, Galafins comes up again. Um, you can also see that some of the communications on the other end, there's a lot of scrubbing as if like it looks like someone was trying to some degree to, to scrub these communications. But with two successes in an, in, in an advantage, so I'll tell you that this almost looks too perfect. Because it looks like there's messages that were being sent out to this to this to this escort fighter from this idea of Ungala Finn. And and it has this weird balance of like, it's hidden, but if someone's so good to do this and this, why weren't they good enough to scrub the messages? So maybe in the back of your mind, you're starting to be a little bit suspicious over how her name just keeps popping up and keeps popping mm -hmm. up in ways that you think if they were able to do this and this and this. It, it's not hard to scrub a message from a from a comm log. Like it's not that's not a, a particularly difficult thing to do. So it is kind of curious to see that it's still there. Um, so I would say that's what you would get when you're digging into all that stuff about the uh, the logs, the stress call. And anything. I will eventually like she'll mention that to Krieg to like pass out to like the rest of the crew, just like her concerns. Like maybe she did want this to be found uh, by us. Like maybe, maybe there's something else happening. And then aside from that, um, Saw would also be looking for, cause we know that comms were disrupt, uh, disrupted. So she's just going to look to see if maybe there was still a device, uh, somewhere 
Uh, with two successes and advantage, I'll say you. it doesn't look as though anyone's listening into your communications currently. It doesn't look like there's anything going on there. Okay, okay cool. Okay. But a couple of you said you were just going to do some basic research on planet, company, and the, the, the CEO. Uh, and again, that's stuff that doesn't really take a... No, there's no there's no reason to roll on this. Uh, so... So Wellen, like as I already mentioned, the planet is is really like a it's an it's an industrial planet, not necessarily within any specific um, any specific uh, like galactic civilization. Uh, I can show you it on the map. I'll pull you over the map really fast and ping it for you. Again, it's just it's not too far away for your ship. So you all were in Bereg, which I'm pinging there. That uh, and then you're heading to to Wellen at this point. So it's not too far away. It's a little bit of a backtrack for you all. Uh, as you're kind of heading more coreward at this point, and you were really heading rimward to, to the cluster, um, you, uh, I've already told you this, heavy cybernetics industry, uh, helium mining, things like that. If you start digging into the coil, they are a leading cybernetics industry. They are, they are, the CEO is, is a guy by the name of Bertad Reek. He's the, he's, it's a chemicals and cybernetics conglomerate, basically inherited family wealth, human uh has a fairly devoted following uh specifically within within the planet they kind of see him as a as an iconoclast or a visionary in some ways uh, a lot of it's about the cybernetics development uh, but also he has gotten increasingly political over the last couple of years or so uh heavily dissenter heavy dissenter against like the galactic council even the Kellerus specifically uh, the idea of empires or some who believe he's just an anarchist. Uh, so you can see a lot of debate over this figure uh, off that planet. Um, you would probably even be able to dig out a few speeches where he talks about the great civilizations need to be, you know, putting them back into power. You know, the diplomats are inept, worrying about the day when the council has proper footing and just it's like enough of this old thinking of, of these civilizations. And so there's a lot of people who just, follow him because of because of that kind of rhetoric and others just follow him just simply because of the advanced cybernetics that he's been able to develop uh, through his company um the city of azure glide is the is effectively the capital uh, of wellen um floating again it's a floating uh floating island on the clouds very rich uh very very rich uh there uh, and so it's the type of place that you could get in. It's like it's it's public access. It's not necessarily like a private island or anything like that. But uh, it is a, it's a very rich uh, rich location. Um, there's really only one competitor, Silverline Institute, uh, as you as you've heard of. And so that would be all that kind of the basics that you you get about um, about Reek about Coil. Anything particular you guys are looking for? Well, Craig would say Craig would go to Sa after Sa told us what she found in the logs. Be like, Sa, listen, I got I got a question for you. So maybe, I mean, it could be that Ogala is not really, uh, you know, behind these messages. So you think maybe you could, you know, dive back into your computer and do a, a like a deeper dive on on Administrator uh, Luwak and and the engineer Murtaugh, see if they've got any connections back to either Coil, the Coil Company, or to that Reek fella directly, either 
either directly or through idle ideology. You know, because maybe, I mean, either one of them could potentially have enough know-how to get into the computers and mess with the logs and put us on the wrong track and go after the scientist. So that's something you could do. I'm not good with the computers, but I was thinking to myself, you know, it's kind of shady that both the engineer and the administrator got off pretty lightly and are still alive on the ship. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I could try. Uh, would okay, you want you're... another computer? I think I, I would because it's going to be a higher difficulty to make those connections. I'm going to say okay. difficulty three, uh, and you're just sort of looking into the surviving personnel seeing if there's any kind of connections. Yeah, we'll say difficulty three, roll under computer's test. That's, that, that's fine. Okay. Um, uh, use a story point. Yeah, so you can do a story point um, if you want to upgrade your die. Sure. Pump up yeah. a green to a yellow. Yeah. I think we're, th I think we're technically call. three and three right now. The, the system isn't logging it properly. Oops, I... Let me cancel this. I accidentally gave myself the wrong dice. So... Bump up a green. It should be the green die with an arrow up, not the green plus. Yeah, that's where I messed up. <laughs> and then make that an extra dupe. Boom. Uh, three successes, one threat. Okay. So this is taking, this isn't something that takes just a couple minutes, right? This, this is something is that's time, taking, yeah. again, it's about a three-day travel uh, from once you get into FTL to get to Welland. And then if you take into account the fact that like you got to speed up, take time to, to pull away from, from Bereg, then it takes time to slow down. It's kind of how this works. The systems in, in Twilight Imperium basically means that you will automatically start slowing down at the FTL prior to, so you don't kind of run into a planet or something like that. So this is this is taking several days as you're going through this. Um, so we'll say that this is so so one evening, so to speak. We'll say you're sitting around the bridge, you're going through uh, the material, uh, and you're you're kind of digging through, and you're digging into the deep history of Administrator Luak, and. I mean, honestly, you're not finding any real connection at all. Uh, from what you've seen, you know, she has a, a pretty strong reputation. She's one of the Winu custodians, meaning she's literally a person who stays on on, on Mechatrol Rex, the, the sort of the center of the galaxy, kind of in a way, um, where the galactic throne is and everything. You don't need to get into the full lore, but but she's she's there. She's she's assisting. She works for the Galactic Council. It isn't necessary or like with with them, I should say, as opposed to for. But you don't really find a whole lot of complaints uh, about her. You don't really find any anything out of the ordinary. Nothing really seems to to sort of to come out. Um, the SAR, if you look at the Murtaugh, the engineer, mm -hmm. uh, it certainly looks like the engineer has been working with uh, with Ungalafin uh, for some time. Like you can see that there, like it's definitely he's a he's a builder, whereas she seems to be more of like the you know theoretician. And again, it doesn't look like he's ever gotten political. It doesn't look like the only kind of religious beliefs that you've ever seen him kind of espouse is the kind of the pull, the journey that the SAR so often um, so often kind of feel. But And that's more of a, a SAR thing as opposed to a galactic-wide thing. So nothing, again, is really, is really kind of, kind of popping up. And then you start going through the... Uh, you, go, you start going through some of the others. You go through the... 
you know, the, the research assistants, you go through it, essentially everybody, you go through Sash as well. And while you're there, you, something pops up and you notice that there is this, this speech that Bertod is actually giving, Reek is giving. You can see he's on this elevated platform, this hover, this gravelift platform within which you presume is the, the city of, of, of Azur Glide. And you can see that there is a group of people behind him and he's giving some kind of, it's a very kind of an unhinged speech in some ways, like this, this delusional, like extremist speech. He's talking about his, uh, like a trip he took about how he took his, like his cruise liner to the outer, uh, you know, to the outer cluster and the outer rim and how he looked into the abyss and the gods looked back and you, he's got this weird shift to it, his face kind of contorts. But as you're looking, you notice a familiar face uh, in the back uh, amongst his, his sort of entourage that's in the back. And although her her hair looks a little different, and although she doesn't have that same kind of librarian feel to her, she seems, so she, her hair is down and not tied back. Um, you see the research assistant, Ungala Finn, that uh, I think Krieg, uh, had found, uh, and maybe you had found actually at the same time. Mm-hmm. And as you go to turn around to to kind of go get everybody else and wake them up, you see standing in the doorway is that same woman. She's got a gun out. It's pointing at you. And she just says, you just had to keep digging, didn't you? And then she reaches up and she kind of peels off this section of skin in her, on her face. And you can see that she's been wearing some kind of dermal, dermal patch. And underneath you can see these scars are starting to show here and there. And she's got the gun. Um, what do you want to do? I'll give you a second before I, uh, I do something horrible to you. Uh, oh, I, I knew it was this. want to get out of my suit and go up into the air vents. Okay. Uh, you want to get out of your suit. Okay. That's true. You are, uh, I, Let's see how long that takes. Let's d- double check to see how. Let's see if that's something you can do instantly. Uh, so you are a gas person. You're full of gas, Ashley. You're a gas bag. I'm. I'm so gassy. Okay. You just hear a fart from the suit, and then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't see anything that suggests that this takes. Uh, it doesn't this takes a significant period of time. So this is what we'll do. Let's just roll it as initiative and see if you get that. See if you vent your suit faster than she pulls the trigger uh, is, is, is what we'll do. Oh, God. Okay. How's that sound? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's fair. I'm just going to use the stat block to do it. So go ahead and roll vigilance for you. Go ahead and give that a roll. And let me put you actually, yeah, let me put you in. Uh, okay. Let me go ahead and roll for me. What do I got? What do I got? Oh, oh that's I, the didn't, I didn't roll off the. It's fine. Don't worry about it. That. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, looks like. Sorry, her character sheet's all bugged out. Lesson uh, learned: say? Don't trust administrators or students. Or students, for sure. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell. I wrote this. <laughs> College faculty member doesn't like students. Doesn't like administrators. You can tell this is something I definitely put together. Uh, Near and dear awesome. to your one heart. Of, 
one of those is more true than the other. Is that terrible? Is that terrible? <laughs> yeah. I always tease Melissa because she's an administrator, which is hilarious. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Got to. I forgot. That's to my self-deprecating. What are administrators okay. good for humor? <laughs> All right. So there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Ooh. You do manage to vent your at your, you vent yourself first. Uh, and so you now start moving in like you just you hear a, a small kind of shift, a decompression, and you just start venting yourself out of one of uh, out of the section of your of your suit. She fires. But at this point, you know, it, it, it misses you. Somehow it misses. And it, you can see it hits a console behind you and you start venting uh, yourself. And you said you're going to go up into a uh, like a vent in the in the bridge. Yeah, somewhere. And she's going to try and, and get out towards the bridge where Krieg is at. Well, you're and, on the bridge. I'm saying I'm saying you're on the bridge, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, alternatively, wherever someone else is, the nearest other person. Sure. Uh, Maybe Nico. Let's <laughs> just do a. We'll do a rando. We'll see who's. Uh, see who's who's randomly there. Uh, it will be Nico. Uh, Nico, other than on the bridge flying, where would Nico be? Where would Nico have gone for a temporary break? Um. I actually was going to say that Nico is a bit of a nester uh, and he probably spent most of the trip in the cockpit and he's surrounded by wrappers and drink containers, okay. but it would make sense that he would leave to go get more drinks and snacks to bring back to the bridge. So you come back and you have in your arms a handful of, of snacks and things that were left over in the mess. Thankfully they didn't, you know, loot the, uh, loot the fridge and you you step into the, you know, you go up to the bridge and you hear the shot go off and when you run up you see that saw's saw actually it's just saw to you you wouldn't even probably see her vent you could just see her fall over like cuz it's her suit you probably didn't see the venting and you see that this this woman this uh this research assistant fires and shoots the and shoots saw and saw falls over what does nico do I drop my snacks and pull out a grenade from my fanny pack. Okay, maneuver done. What's your action? Uh, throwing the grenade. Throw the grenade into the bridge. Okay, are you using one of the grenades that you loot? Because you have one grenade left that you looted off of one of the... Uh, uh, no, intruders. I'm going to throw the infantry grenade, not the plasma ones. Okay. Uh... Okie dokie. Uh, so go ahead and go ahead and roll. Uh, short range is fine. Everything's good there. Uh, so go ahead and give it a roll. I'm going to spend another story point to upgrade a die. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So when thrown, they arm themselves automatically, detonating on contact with the target. Nearly all rely on some sort of super compact explosive combined with micro shrapnel and a blinding gas to disorient bi biological targets. So you throw it in there. It explodes. It hits her. Uh, maybe she doesn't even turn around just yet. You just kind of peg her in the back of the head and it explodes dealing nine points of damage four critical. Okay. Let me check her stats again see what that does to her oh god uh my poor librarian lady nine points is actually not enough to take her out but she falls to the ground extremely disoriented like like disoriented as she said but she like it, the the grenade explodes maybe it's not a direct hit after all explodes um 
I'm going to roll a critical injury though for her. Uh, so we got to do that. Um, actually you should roll it. Go ahead and roll a D1, D1 hundo. D1 hundo. Uh, 46. All right. So this is going to do, oh boy, where's 46? Uh, 46 is head ringer. Perfect. Uh, the target increases the difficulty of all intellect and cutting checks by one until this critical injury is healed. And so you managed to destroy it. The, the grant goes off. It doesn't, the, the, the fire explosion doesn't necessarily envelop her completely, but she does take a significant amount of damage. And as the dust clears, her head begins to, uh, you know, and she's sort of seeing double. She's already taken her attack for this round as she shot at saw. Saw you've vented yourself. Nico, do you want to do anything else other than throw a grenade? <laughs> Uh, my follow-up action would be to attack her again. So I don't think I'd be able to do that on okay. the same turn. Uh, I'll say Krieg, Koi, Piri, all of you, not only do you hear an explosion, but unlike earlier when you guys weren't here, automated defense messages start going on. You see like the red alert kind of pops on as something has gone on and you know something is up. Uh, so what would the three of you do? Krieg would be running towards the bridge because he's okay. assuming that we're under attack. Absolutely. Koi, Piri? Yeah, Koi, I mean, she has a spacesuit, so she would, she's not, I mean, she seems like the ship's breached, judging by the alarm, so she's not mm -hmm. worried to go towards the sound. Okay. All right. Piri doesn't have a suit, but is still running towards the sound. Okay. You still, you're still running up. Now, the, the good news is, like, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to necessarily cause a breach, uh, but uh, it is going to significantly damage the bridge consoles in here to the point where, it might be difficult to land this later uh, when the time comes. Uh, so I'll say that the three of you, you're running, and as the turn comes around, and you know, as you're as you're each of you coming from your various directions, you'll get there uh, with like your full turns of movements, and you see that Nico has just blown up the bridge. You can see that Katha, the uh, the research assistant, is is getting up, kind of has her head is she's kind of got her hand on her head. One side of her face has all these strange scars that you that don't look recent. It doesn't look like she's bleeding from them, like they just happened. And she has a gun in her hand, and you see the body of Saw has fallen onto the ground, uh, onto the floor in the bridge. You don't see Saw herself. You assume that's her. You assume that's her body uh, because there's no real difference between seeing the suit with something in it and some, you know, with with a creus in it and with without. Why don't the Why don't the uh, the four of you go ahead and just roll a um, yeah, we'll call it a vigilance test and we'll just see where you, where you end up just to see if you go before her or after her. All right. It looks oh. like, oh boy, I rolled really high. Okay. Wow. So Koi is like, super vigilant. It looks like she's going to go before one of you. Cause it looks like Nico rolled one threat. I think, hang on. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me double check. Nico is a threat. Oh no, that still would actually that still would go ahead of her. Uh, uh, yeah, because she rolled she rolled she didn't she rolled a failure and an advantage. So I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, I think she's good. She's gonna go last. So yeah, what do you guys do? You guys roll up. You see her stumbling, gun in her hand, body of Creus, uh, body of Sal on the ground. Nico clearly just threw a grenade. Any order the four of you want. Koi is going to go body checker into the wall with the shield and pinner. Okay. You That's what I was going in. to do, but you're probably better at it. 
but she she doesn't have like an immediate reaction to the grenade blowing up. It's just she's on instinct seeing Saw's body. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she does have she does have one rain uh, one melee defense actually. Okay. Uh, so add one setback then. Sure, sure. Uh, one setback. That's the black one. Oof. Oh dear God! Oh, there it is. Uh, uh, three successes. Oh wait, uh, I didn't roll the weapon. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled no, no just worries. brawl. Uh, the weapon's five damage, so it becomes eight. So is it eight or is it seven? I don't. Is one it success plus two? does. Okay, so one, seven then. I think it's one success gets the the base damage, and then the extra two successes do additional damage. So it's seven points of damage combined with Nico's grenade. You come charging in. You body check her against the wall. She stumbles down to the ground. Uh, since you weren't specifically necessarily trying to kill her, I'll say you, you know, you smash her against the ground. She stumbles. The gun cascades across the floor uh, to the feet of, we'll say, Krieg. Uh, and she seems at least to be knocked out currently. So Krieg yeah, and Piri and Nico, what do you do with, with that? Krieg looks at Nico. Krieg, get the gun. Get the gun. Oh, Krieg will bend over and pick up the gun and point it at Nico. <laughs> like, listen here. All of your grenades right now on the fucking ground. All of them. I, you blew up the goddamn bridge. I was right I, at her. I didn't have my rifle. I, I didn't want, have a short range I, weapon. And I, I, threw my I want all of your grenades on the ground or I am going to shoot you in the head. Because I go you through are my fanny pack and I pull out the shot pistol. And I just immediately put it behind my back. I don't give a shit about no, your Craig, guns. Craig, All of your Craig, grenades on the ground. Craig, I didn't. I didn't he mean. Blew up it, the I meant, fucking bridge. I meant to point it at her. Scared. I didn't mean point it at him. Point it at her. He is point more of a menace than she is. Maybe. I mean, but that that's pretty true. But we gotta she, look. Look. She killed Saw. She killed Saw. She's. We gotta. He, we gotta right, set some ground Nico, rules. But let's get this Saw. person. All I want is his grenades on the ground. That's all I want. I don't want him to have any more grenades. He blew up I a rambler and he the just only blew grenade up the I have. You are a lying sack of shit. I know you. The other ones are charges. All on the ground. Put your fanny pack on the ground. We'll go through it ourselves. You can have everything back but your grenades. You're a menace. I'll put the fanny pack on the ground. <laughs> okay. Steven's so sad. All right. You put the fanny pack on the ground. Krieg, there's definitely, uh, there's at least one plasma charge in there. I don't know if you had any more infantry grades, but there's at least one plasma charge left in there. I think you said I had two. Yeah. You had two, but you, you didn't you, oh no, you didn't use one. No. That's right. Yeah. That's I, right. I blew up the Rambler. Dummy. Yeah. No okay. more infantry grenades. Okay. So you do have, there's two plasma charges. Okay. Um, yeah. So in that case, so, so the, the Nico situation seems to have been sorted out. <laughs> The body, uh, so Koi, Koi has taken out this woman. Saw's body is laying on the ground. Yeah. Saw, so, you're, you're currently traveling through the vent looking for somebody at this yeah. point. Okay. So I think after a while, if she doesn't find someone, she's going to come back. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it says I can move without uh, through difficult and impassable terrain without penalty, but I can't stop inside solid surfaces. Right. So to be creepy... On my way back into uh, my suit, I want to like pass through Nico and Krieg and just kind of leave him feeling uncomfortable as like <laughs> eventually you witness as her suit starts to slowly like stand back up, like an arm comes up, 
the shoulders and then the head and then whatever she used to vent like finally closes and then she's back inside. Okay. Saw, you're not dead. Saw, you're not dead. Oh God. I thought, I feel, I thought you were dead. I feel like that would be really creepy actually if that happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> In like personal her, space come on her voice mod box isn't set correctly so all you get is the song as shania twain goes let's go girls and then that's all you get from her oh god <laughs> oh god okay. all right so now what that? uh Koi has auto cuffs so she's okay. going to use auto cuffs and she is going to blindfold and gag the research assistant Easily done. No issues whatsoever. It does seem she is still alive. Uh, you didn't kill her. She is still alive. She's bound, blinded, all that kind of stuff. Looking so around, mean, the bridge is, is in fit? shambles. Uh, this is not good, Nico. I mean, you can't be... You got to understand, we are a flock. We are a together. We are a unit. And this ship is a part of that flock. So if you're going to throw grenades, you're hurting the flock. That means you're breaking my heart. I thought she killed Saw. And you know what? It's real sad because I was so disappointed in the admin. And now I'm disappointed in you. And I thought I had enough disappointment in the death past day. But... And she just oh, kind of boy, like, I'm sorry. I, I just need I to go... Just... I need to go do my toes and she'll bring the body and go back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Koi goes uh, and does her toes and takes the body out of here. All right. What else? What else we got going? Can I try and slowly try and put back together what we can or salvage? Yeah, you can certainly make a mechanics test and see how much you can piece back together uh, as best you can uh, and see whether or not you're going to have any, see what kind of systems were damaged in the process. But yeah, consoles like right are now, pieces. Yeah. Yeah. She's like right now, probably just diagnostics of like what is fucked up and mm -hmm. see what we need to do from there. Okay. Craig would be calling Murta up to the bridge. He'll come, he'll come limping up as well. He'll see the problem. He'll be like, and then he'll just look over at Nico as if I think he knows. <laughs> Everyone knows. I, got, I don't uh, have any explosives on me. And then he will, yeah, he'll bend down and start, you know, he's, he's still laboring. He's got that bad slash. You probably uh, healed it up a bit, Saw, but the two of you will say, you'll start repairing with your success. He'll probably also, you know, lend some aid being an engineer. We can put some things together. We'll say you were... This all happened four days into your travel. So you're basically going to be coming out of FTL tomorrow and the slow move up to Wellen. So you you have essentially a day to try to piece together some of some of the bridge equipment to make it so that you can properly land in a spaceport. Okay. Um anything else? I, it's a good thing I don't need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Craig takes, you want to do? Craig takes the grenades and the plasma charges, everything else. He searches Nico's room, everything he can find that could possibly explode, and he dumps it out an airlock as soon as okay. we come out of FTL. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what a waste we'll of credits. I know, right? Wait. <laughs> oh, you mean like that ramble? You mean like that ramble? Everyone was oh, racing to get that off. I hope we don't need those grenades. You know, we're so, safer without him. I, I would much rather take a knife to a gunfight 
than have Nico with a grenade in my back. I'm just saying. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong about that. I think a knife to a gunfight is a really bad idea. A grenade to it's a all, gunfight is a I always idea. take a knife to a gunfight, and I'm just fine. You know, my pussy is that's almost what, dead. I killed me. It's Nico. But that's why you're always behind me, and you don't ever go in first, because somebody else See? has to take it for you. I'm not stupid. You got to think these things through, Perry. And you do a fantastic mm. job at it. You're my hero. And she just sort of grins and walks away. So as you, as over uh, the next 24 hours, repairs, repairs are being done. People are healing, getting on course. You're dropping out of FTL. At some point, obviously, Katha will, will, uh, will awake. Uh, if anyone wanted to do anything with her, um, would anybody be questioning her or you would be going, going okay. yeah, Craig would probably, he's, he's pretty good at that kind of stuff. All right, go Craig ahead. Can be good cop. I'll be bad cop. <laughs> and before uh, he does question her, Saw would have informed him of what she found. Yeah. Okay. So you. Okay, we're getting we're getting into that. I want to I want to kind of end the session here. So we'll say so so Creek, go ahead and roll a coerce. I think if that's is that is that probably yep. your preferred? Yeah. Go ahead and yep. roll that. Yep. And he's got his blade out, and he's like, I know you're not afraid of getting cut. But there are things you are afraid of, and we're going to get to the bottom of those. So he's tapping into his gunslinger talent to brandish a blade and make it a little, you know, scarier. And I'm just patting my fanny pack threateningly. <laughs> the now empty fanny pack. I wanted to give you a boost die for that, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you threateningly pat a fanny pack? <laughs> she knows that's where I pulled the grenade from. <laughs> No, that is she true. doesn't okay, know that those that's were actually fair. She does take a boost die Krieg from from Nico helping with this interrogation. Okay, and can I take an audience dice? Sure thing. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Six successes, two oh, advantages. Dear. Okay. So you can see that her her eyes kind of go wide saying that there's things that you fear how you know like when as you're kind of getting into the idea of fear you can tell at a certain point she starts grinning and you can see that she's essentially chewing on the inside of her mouth on her tongue blood's kind of squirting out she she talks she most certainly talks uh, but she seems at a certain point, she just starts babbling. Um, and when you talk about the idea of like, you know, there's things that, you know, there's something you're afraid of or you know, something. She just talks about the abyss. She talks about the veil. She talks about all that she is afraid of is that which looks back on us from beyond that, which will come into our universe soon. And that Bertod will lead them. And she, she keeps kind of spouting this rhetoric. She talks about the flesh. She mentions a few times, like that phrase pops up once or twice. She talks about divine retribution for those who have harmed me and harmed us, tearing down the veil between the gods and between this universe. She's spouting all this kind of stuff. Between all that rhetoric that you managed to coerce out of her, that she otherwise wouldn't have said anything, but you kind of taunt her to the point where she just spits in your face, both literally with her blood, but also figuratively with these various, this various language, like where she's just kind of pushing forth, talking about, you know, talking about 
monsters, the abyss, demons, sin, very extremist, strange rhetoric. Saw with the 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 speech from Berta Reek that you managed to dig up. And I would say just the, the basic info that you all have as, as agents of, of the Kelleris, there are certain there are certain words and phrases and, and factions that pop up that that are basically high priority. And part of that standard operating procedure documents that were getting pissed off, the Mahakt were one of them. And that seems like a huge red herring. It just doesn't seem like they were just using it. But once you start hearing a lot of this, this rhetoric, you all have heard stories from the Asheron Gate, from other far off reaches of something coming through, not, not wormholes themselves, but, but tears, dimensional tears. You've heard them be described as demons and devils. You've heard them be described as, as, as creatures of a, of a different dimension, not just not, and, and it's not just the creatures themselves, but the very ships that they seem to, to fly through space or, or, or themselves rumored to be alive. And you all would know of a word that pops up in your, in your literature and your Kelleris alerts. It is the Vulraith, a demonic bestial species from a different dimension that not necessarily wormholes, but similar are trying to find ways into this universe, into this galaxy. And they have managed at times to somehow convince or others like Katha and some of these to kind of fall into this demonic worship of them. And it seems as though that is what she is. And that might also be what the CEO of this cybernetics corporation is as well. And we'll end there as this is, this information is, is coming. We see the, the bounty descend out of FTL, descends the, the clouds of Wellen and reach for the Azure, Azure Glide and the spaceport as you're landing at this point on that floating city. We'll call it there. All right? Nice. Okay. What an episode. V-U-R-A-T-H. <laughs> V-U- I mean, it's so weird. V-U-I-L apostrophe R-A-I-T-H. Playable. I think it's a playable faction, actually, um, in the oh. Prophecy of Kings expansion. Think for Twilight? I don't know. Someone out there is a Twilight board gamer. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, okay. Cool. And what I'm going to do is since next session is going to be our last session, everybody go ahead and take 10 XP. Uh, you can expend it however you see fit. And uh, so you have something a little extra if you want for next time around, uh, whatever it is you'd like to spend it on. All right. Cool. Nice. Okay. Let, let's let's uh, do a little little clothes and plugs and such. Aaron, what do you got going on over at Garblag? What's up next week? Let's see. Next week on Garblag on Tuesday, I believe Millie's going to be back at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for some more Coriolis. On Wednesday, we should be riding our ship and be back for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition. Shillings and Crossbones, our pirate adventure on the Sea of Claws. And then on Thursday, if not this week, but coming soon, Pete is going to be back. Garblag himself running some more traveler traveler what yep traveler. Nice. should be a good time. very nice 
uh, a specific uh, a specific module or like Spin back word, to his usual thing? Uh, no, a specific module um, or at least a specific region. And I, okay. I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but I believe it's the Spinward Marches, yes. Okay, right on. You know a little bit about that. We play a little Traveler here. Uh, schedules got crazy. And I play a little Traveler over... I actually played in one mm -hmm. of Pete's Traveler games like maybe two That's years right. ago or something. Yeah. You were the marquee. I was the marquee. I was I was uh, Keanu Reeves. Whoa, in space. <laughs> uh, everybody was getting what was I? What did everyone get? It's a bloody. It wasn't Bloody Marys. What was it? I was getting everyone like Bloody Marys or something. We had like a bar. The Moses. It, was, it wasn't Mimosas. No, I think it was Bloody oh, Marys. Okay. I think it was wrong. Uh, okay, and then uh, let's see. Uh, what do we got next? Is Monday? Melissa and I are playing some Call of Cthulhu here. Horror on the Orient Express. Uh, Stephen, we're off on Tuesday, but normally, what do we do on Tuesdays? Normally, we play Forbidden Lands. Uh, it's great. Uh, the players get back at me for being such a bad player. They can do it to me as a GM. Um, and we are currently in an ice cavern. Uh, they're about to be attacked by spiders. We will, we will be picking up on the 20th with that combat. Sounds great. Uh, after that... Uh, Friday was up in the air currently. Might be Conan, might be Black Sword Hack, or we might actually take the night off. We're not sure. So, uh, uh, you know, check Discord, check check Twitter, check the schedule. I'll, I'll, I'll update it once we figure out what we're going to do. And then we'll be back next Saturday to finish uh, this uh, this little adventure off. I'm going to traditionally go to Evan now. Evan, you got anything going on? No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Follows me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just like the pause you do it so well <laughs> uh, alright uh, thanks everyone going out tonight thanks to those of you who are watching this later uh, on YouTube really do appreciate it uh, follow the stream follow YouTube if you can Adventures in Lollygagging and uh, we're going to raid our friends over at the boys from the Baltic Star they are playing Orbital Blues a favorite of ours actually we very it's much fantastic. love that game uh, so follow the raid have a great rest of your weekend and we'll see y'all later bye bye